time for the Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin. Last night in the Hideout, it was game night. We played Tranny or Trampoline and Inmate or Playmate. We talked about fads of the 80s. We talked about gamers and competitive gaming. F.A. got on my case for not having enough info on my updates. F.A. and Dubs both made tons of good jokes. I'm the Kid at McLovin, and now you're up to date on the Hideout. Bring the ship up to broadcast deck. Fault security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you. An eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. Hideout. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody! Be somebody! What, what, what's new? Hello. What are you doing? Uh, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome into the hideout. It is a Tuesday night, and we are live on 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. Usually your Saturday night buddies filling in for the vacationing gym Rome. That means we're live, we're hanging out, and we're ready to talk to you for the next three hours. Taking you up to Loveline. You can participate. You can be somebody. All you got to do is dial this number. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Hit us up live. We're able and willing to talk with you. And if you are on uh, online, go to your AOL Instant Messenger. Hideout Radio is the name on there. Also, WJFK.com. That's the place where you go for our brand spanking new page on there. Along with... Uh, there, there's links to all of our fan boards, hideoutheretics.net, full-blown aids. And, of course, the Pal Talk room, which people are already lining up on Pal Talk. You can see a video into the studio in which we are right now from our hideout. And you can chat, do all sorts of stuff. As usual, we're joined by our other buddies on a Saturday night. The Satchel Patch is over there. We like to call him Southern Dubs. And the kid McLovin, the 26-year-old virgin. We're all here for the next three hours. We got sex. We got sports. We got video games. Maybe a little sprinkling of politics, too. Ooh. All that tonight for the next three hours. Uh, Dubs. Yeah. Uh, for people that maybe don't remember us, we used to do late nights right here on WJFK. We left for Orlando, biggest mm. mistakes of our lives. <laughs> and uh, we're trying desperately to make it back to we're the Northeast. We're just trying to weasel our way back in there somehow, uh, some way. Great lead-in with the Michael Mara show, too. Mm. It was great to listen to that while we're hanging out uh, down here where we are. So a number of ways for you to be interactive here on a Tuesday night. And it's All-Star Night. Actually pretty cool. All-Star Game for Major League Baseball happens this evening. Last night was the Home Run Derby. All-Star Games. You love them or what? I, you know what I... It's actually, gotten better. The thing that sticks out to me most about All-Star Games is when I was so excited. It was Pudge Rodriguez, who was my favorite baseball player of all time. Mm-hmm. It was his very first All-Star Game. And I was stoked to watch his first at-bat. I mean, this is, you know, obviously in the 90s, or maybe even early 90s. I'm sitting there, and I fart. 
and I sharded. And really? Yeah. And so I ended up missing my favorite player of all time. His, his first, first at bat, though? Because I had to go to the bathroom, clean up myself, and then throw away my underwear like I'm a uh, like an, I'm an invalid. Is it fair to say that the more popular the sport is overall, the worse the, uh, the All-Star game is? Because the worst All-Star game out there is the NFL, uh, the Pro Bowl. That one's terrible. Um, the hockey one's actually pretty good. Basketball... Mm. Tends to suck, and baseball's gotten better. Right. So I think as baseball, you can say you can stay so much truer to the game as opposed well, to. Well, they weren't for a while. Right. I uh, remember that debacle in 2002 where they just ended it. See, like just ended mm-hmm. it because well, everyone's out of pitchers and etc. Let's just move on. But I remember, man. I remember as a kid thinking it's All Star Night. It used to be like a big event. Like I'm getting around. I'm hanging out with my boys. I cannot wait. Uh, to watch me a little all-star baseball, and it is so not that anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, I just wonder why that is. Well, is the allure taken away? What do you think it is, kid? I, I think the allure is taken away. I think it's, it takes away so much because when you look at the all-star game, there are how many days before and how many days after where there's nothing. Yeah, There's that, absolutely nothing. Well, the, last night you had the uh, home run derby with Josh Hamilton mm-hmm. uh, hitting 28 dingers, what, in the first round, which yeah. is just silly. And for a guy who was 71 years old. Yeah, well, I could do that then. I, all of a sudden, it's not as impressive. And the whole idea with this cat, too, is that he had a whole drug past and everything. But taking me back to that very first with Pudge Rodriguez, because, you know, I think I was like 12, 13, and at that point, I thought I was going to be the next Pud Rodriguez. Yeah? I had no... You had the Pudge down. Yeah, well, I actually mastered the Pudge. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. It was the other part that I couldn't quite get together. The steroids. It, well, yes, that oh. too. Uh, and I'm working on that maybe for next year after I finish dropping all the weight that I've got. But you just think about, like, the, the dreams you had as a kid. Like, oh, one, yeah. One day I'm going to be there in Yankee Stadium in 2008. I haven't grown up much because I still have the same manifesting dreams in my head of becoming something grand, like a rock star or something. I know my voice is terrible, but I still think, you know what, if I could get to be the front man of a band, it would catch on. I think I have a sound to me. Oh, yeah, Dubs is really hoping for work and voiceover. Yeah. You're, move over, Mike America. Here comes mm-hmm. Mike America. comes J-Dubs with his fantastic voice work. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. What about you, Satchel Did you have any dreams that you thought, all right, because I, I knew, man, I had no doubt I was going to be in the All-Star game. And I, it just could not have gone any worse for me. I always <laughs> thought about playing <laughs> playing baseball, <laughs> but uh, I actually had more dreams of, you know, doing something in front of other people, almost like doing comedy and stuff like that, or making a complete ass of myself. So actually, I'm, I'm kind of doing it right now. Yeah, congratulations. You're doing good. You've yeah. absolutely succeeded. There's no doubt about that. 800-636-1067. See, that's the thing, though. Like, you can aim low. Mm-hmm. I was aiming way too high. All-star game. That's what I want to do. I want to be in the all-star game, as opposed to what was realistic. I want to hit 290 pounds. Then I would have been real. I would have reached my goal. Do you think if you really would have, I don't know, uh, just applied yourself to it, you could have at least made the minor leagues? Uh, probably not. No. And that's that's what's kind of funny about the whole thing of the amount of money that put in and the time you put into sports. That's why, like in MMA, you and I talked about this earlier, Satchipetch. We had this discussion on the show. Maybe that's what I reach for next because that seems like any clown can do it. It seems like anyone can get into that. What is it, the uh, the octagon? Yeah. And go and throw down. Well, it's kind of like uh, Fight Club, the movie, you know? You just, it's bare-knuckle fighting, and, and a lot of these guys, they grew up on the playground, all they did was, you know, 
got beat up by their dads and their moms, and so now they go to school and take it out on everybody else, and, and they think they can get, make a living doing it, so they step in the octagon in some cage, which is pretty much like their bedroom to them, and uh, they scrap it out. What, what was your dream, kid? That's what I want to know. When I was like five years old, I dreamed that I was going to be on The Price is Right. That, what? That, that was my big thing. Uh, do you have dreams of having a deep voice? Because uh, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe that one that, could still come true. That one could still come true someday. The Price is Right? Yes, I watched that show religiously. As you can be on it. You can just go there <laughs> and know. show up. I know. And they put you but, on it. But my whole goal was to get on stage and play Plinko. That was that was it. Holy Christ. Who have I surrounded myself with? Plinko, handing out gay porn at parades with a satchel patch, doves with an incredibly unattainable dream of using his voice for a living. Yeah. What a, Am I the only one that dreamed big out of this crew? I, I dream big. I dream of being a rock star. Rock and roll. Jesus. Plinko. All right, we're going to make that happen for you, kid. Wow, I've never heard a sadder thing All in my right, life. Here's what we do. We get a, um, I don't know. An early twenties young man with acne on his chest, and we have we have uh, the kid spit down it, and we write little numbers, <laughs> and wherever the spit goes, that's how much money you win. Why is it that Plinko, of all the games that everyone talks about on The Price Is Right, that's the one that they always want to play? Because it's huge. There's a big board, and for some reason, you feel like you're you're king when you're on top of that big board. It's size. It's, it's size. A, it's yeah. a board with like knobs sticking out, and you're just dropping Drop, something, yeah. right? And there's a lot of money to be won on the Plinko board. Oh, you guys suck. And everybody thinks, <laughs> all right, I know the special spot, and I can drop this down there, and I'm going to make ten grand. First one. It's like you got to put English on your... Uh, your little puck you drop there. Yeah. And you put a little English, you spin it the right way. I hate you. You hit that $5,000 mark. <laughs> I hate every single one of you Why? on the hideout right now because all of you have thought about different techniques that we oh, use. Oh, yeah. of course. You, would you have ever... to. You know what I've always wanted to play on uh, Price is Right? The, the yodeling guy. The one that he's climbing up the mountain and you keep on guessing different prices. And if you are that far off, it goes up and up and up. And then you, if you fall off the mountain... Then you lose. All right, that's where we are right now. That's what. That's where people are dreaming. Yeah. Is the fact that that's what they want to play. Plinko. That's what I want to accomplish in my lifetime. I guess that's good. Maybe one day you attain it, kid. I guarantee the kid is one of those people who spin that big wheel and don't make it all the way around, and everybody boos them. Yeah, that'd yeah, be that'd great. be me. That's the only thing I ever wanted to do on that. Uh, it is the hideout in for the vacationing, Jim Rome, one hundred six point seven WJFK. So my whole thing about that is. Of course, I wanted to be Pudge Rodriguez. My my first, my real name when I was a kid was Alex. And I then, with the emergence, I remember seeing Alex Rodriguez in an All-Star game mm -hmm. in Texas. He played against my cousin who was on the Dallas All-Stars. And I remember seeing Alex Rodriguez and thinking, that's cool. I, got, I, I didn't know if he was going to be a star. You think he was like 18 years old. It was, yeah. He was like on the Olympic team. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I one day want to be Alex Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. And I look today... And I still want to be Alex Rodriguez, yeah. despite everything that guy's going through right now. Oh, it doesn't matter. That Madonna? Guy, he can... so, so bad about that? I know. That's what I'm saying. I still want to be him. I look at him. He's playing in the All-Star game tonight. He's breaking up with his wife. He's pushing his kids to the side, and he's if, going and banging pop stars. Yeah, if you could be Alex Rodriguez, would you get married? Would that even be on the plate for you? It wouldn't be for me. People who get married are stupid. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're, uh, if you're A-Rod and you get married, you're stupid. Well, no, how about this? If you're anyone that has options. If yeah. you're a guy that has options to have sex with many different chicks, do you get married? No. Like Jeter. 
Jeter hadn't, Jeter hadn't got married. Look no, what he's done. He's been with uh, half of uh, the Maximum Top 100. And he doesn't get crap for it either. No, he, he gets, he gets uh, applauded, but a is getting crap for it because he's married. That's the question, though. Like, uh, out of all of it, if you have the opportunity to really have sex with different women, why on earth would you get married? Go go ahead and have a steady girl that knows that you're going to be sleeping around <laughs> if you want to do that. But why get married? Especially when you got access to, what, a quarter of a billion dollars? Yeah, now she has access to that. Yeah, she's going to get a mansion and luxury cars, and the kids are going to be set for life. But think about it. He has so much money, it doesn't even matter to him. No. And is there anyone else? I would love to him, for him to be the next MC Hammer, and for some reason he goes through all of that money. Is there any way, by the way, is there any way that do you respect Madonna's stink wrinkle the most? Like, you think about the amount of That's action. That's trapped a lot of men. Yeah, you think about, like, all the people that, have, that have been there. Bar- Half the NBA? Barkley, Pretty much the whole NBA. Canseco. That uh, filmmaker, uh, Guy Ritchie, Guy who Ritchie. was her husband she's about to break up with, allegedly A-Rod. Like, you look at her and you see that, that temple, literally, and everyone that's been there. you got to think to yourself, normally, she get labeled with, like, all right, that's a hoe. But you look at that and you think... She still gets labeled with that. Really? Yeah. I think of her, like, almost as a Hugh Hefner for women. Like, I respect her for what she's been able to pull. I find her to be a worn-out couch where just too many people have been sitting there. You know, like, there's stuff uh, stuck in the uh, in the in in between the seats and the cushions. You never know what you're going to find. Yeah, you might sometimes find a, a quarter. Sometimes you're going to find an old booger. <laughs> More than likely, you're going to find some lint. Yes. Uh, it is the hideout in for Jim Rome, 106.7 WJFK. Uh, if you want to get in, you want to come into the hideout, 800 636 1067. Let's go to line one, El Ross. Hey guys, uh, just randomly driving through DC and I turn on JFK and there you guys are. Awesome. Oh, wonderful. Good to hear from you, El Ross. What's happening, brother? No, nothing much, Jeff. You there? Do we lose him? Oh, no, that was quick. Yeah, we lost. Hey, but you know what? So far, best call since we've been on WJFK. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> El Ross, on, uh, on making it up to that. Um, so anyway, like you just think about Madonna and everyone that's been there and uh, genuinely, like she's an all-star. Like you think about like if you were to have an all-star team of uh, who nannies, mm-hmm. I think that's certainly one of those that's, I don't, she'd be the ace pitcher like for all time. She'd be in the Hall of Fame when it comes up. But you don't respect her though, right? No. Not, not at all? Not at all. Why would I? I'd have to go for, you know, if, if I were to go for, uh, you know, some all-star grommet, I would have to go with uh, somebody... Selma High, maybe, you know, if if you got Madonna pitching, uh, I'd have uh, Selma High on first base. No, well, no, she's maybe Latin. center field. She's Latin, so I put her at shortstop. She, <laughs> yeah, she could be she'd be like like Manny Lee way I back think, in the day. I think uh, she's just a something stretch lucha libre uh, <laughs> a feature going on out there. Um, is there any chick hot enough where you would take another dude to get to it? And if it was. Uh, any dude, what dude would it be? Well, first of all, the chick hot enough is Rue McClanahan, and <laughs> the dude would be the guy that was next door in Empty Nest. Now, um, <laughs> I don't know, and by the way, not the old one, the young one. Ah, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> the one yeah, that was... Yeah, standards. What was he selling? Uh, Zuzus or something yeah. for the longest time? Uh, anywho, if there was... <laughs> not, I don't know. I don't I don't think there no. is one. No. Like, if you were thinking, all right, if to anything be with this chick... There's a chick that works here, and I've said to many people... You would be gay if you didn't let her use an apparatus on you. 
if, if she asks you, says, hey, I'm really into this, I want to use a marital aid with you, on you. Well, that's different. That's not right to talk about Beth Ann McBride like that. She is a great producer. I know you had a relationship with her when we were back at JFK full time. I'll tell you what. She can use whatever she wants. All right. Um, no, man, I don't think you ever equate it in that type of a situation. You got to. You got, you got to to know where you stand and how far you'll go for this woman. Well, you know, I wouldn't go gay. It's not gay because oh. it's for her. It's oh. for a girl. Well, if, if you, and you're, <laughs> you aren't doing it for the love of the other man. Yeah, you're doing right. it for the chick. No, that, that wouldn't happen. I actually, I actually pulled that on a buddy of mine that was going into rehab. He uh, uh, was going into. Do you have a normal friend, Sasha? No, Patch? he was going into rehab, and right before he left, he was telling me it was it was the the guy that was in rehab. Or actually, I told the story to the guy who was going into rehab because he wasn't going to see the people it happened to, and they both were hooking up with the same girl at a swimming pool late one night. And I was telling him the story about how it happened, and I told I told my buddy Killer Kyle that I said, "Listen, this girl was. They were sitting there, you know, fooling around. The girl says, I like both of you, but I'm not going to do.'" Uh, anything with either of you, unless y'all make out. It really turns me on to have y'all yeah. make out. So if y'all make out, then I will do, do this. It. And so, you know, of course, they didn't do it. And, and this never really took place. But I told Almost. my buddy that was going into rehab this, and he freaked out. He got so pissed off that the guys that he had been friends with forever, you know, went gay and did that type of thing for this woman. And he went to rehab for three months, believed it the whole time, came out. Three months later, still angry, and I completely forgot that I made this story. <laughs> and just we, festering. Yeah, we, were, we were hanging out one day, and he just out of nowhere, he was like, you're gay, you know? And he's, he's like, I forgot about this, and just unloaded on him. And, and my poor buddy was just sitting over there no like, idea. blindsided, like, what are you talking about? So, that, you know, it was pretty good. That's a, yeah, that's a favorite thing, too, when you just make stuff up about and, other and people. And you totally forget about it, and it comes back. Yeah, and they're just stewing on it for the longest time, and then before you know it, they bring it up to you, like, oh, man, I was just kidding. In rehab, no communication with anybody, <laughs> just sitting there thinking the guy he had known since he was five years old could make it out dudes. Went gay over a girl. Couldn't get to the fifth step because he's just sitting there about his best man for the F for the longest time, uh, making out with a guy. Hey, speaking also, too, of breakups. Dubs, let me ask you this. Yeah. You're talking about, all right, a chick that's hot enough that you do something gay mm -hmm. for. What about a funny chick? Do you like a really, really funny chick? A chick it's that a, knows how to run a bit and is it, pretty good? It's definitely a big bonus, but uh, it's not necessary as long as you have the looks. Now, what about like a Sarah Silverman? Because the word is today, I, I don't know. She and Jimmy Kimmel, they've broken up. You know what? I, I don't know if I'd be able to stick with her for the long haul. It would get really annoying. All those, uh, the, and I, I taking have a her feel out to pasture, feeding her carrots. Well, I, I have a feeling that she really, really smells like a horse. What? All horses smell. Why do you think she really, really smells? You, just because of how crude she is and everything. I don't think she changes her underwear often. I think she wipes <laughs> no, the she wrong doesn't. way. She's not very tidy. No, like I like a tidy woman. You know, that can control. Like my grandmother would say, keep herself fresh for her man. Right, and uh, she doesn't seem like she would keep herself fresh for her man. That she would just sit around and, and bask in her filthiness. Uh, 800 Let's try El Ross again. He's uh, he called back in because he dropped on the line. Go ahead, El Ross. See if you can top that last phone call. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot for you guys. Sorry about that. But uh, I just had a suggestion and, uh, and a comment. After, what, what is it with you and TV shows, dude? That you have to lose some kind of body fluid every time you turn on the TV? Ducktales, the All Star Game. What's the deal, man? Ducktales? Yeah. Do you ever heard this story? Uh-uh. Uh, used to dig Ducktales. Well, yeah. Thank me, you, Ross. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I, real quick, guys. You'll never be A-Rod, but maybe you can be A-Shark. 
All right. Work? Thank you. All right, later, guys. 5,000. Uh, 5,000. There's L. Ross checking in if you want to get in, 800-636-1067. I haven't told this story, huh? Not no. here on WJ. Not with you boys? No. Oh, jeez. Thanks, L. Ross. I, um, when I was a kid, the very first time that I ever enjoyed my own pleasure was to that little bitty girl, Doug. Huey, Dewey, and Louie's little sister? DuckTales <laughs> was on. Yeah, I think I was like in the sixth, seventh, maybe sixth grade, maybe going into the sixth grade, like the summer going into the sixth grade, and DuckTales was on in the background. And I, uh, yeah, I thought I had broken myself. But that's for another, that's a discussion for another time. I mean, I was scared. I was, I really, that when that happens, and I know, kid, you haven't done that yet, but when it actually happens for the first time, you are scared. I jumped in the shower. I sat and I cowered in the corner, and I'm like, what did I do? Uh, am I going to be okay? Do I need to tell my dad? And, geez, never mind. The Munsters are coming on next. Uh, I'll think... Duck bird. I'll, uh, I'll think Does this still it. give you a little tingle no. no, down there? A little movement in the bridges? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Listen, these things... Ha- it was on- I was in the bathroom, and it was on in the other room. This is kind of hot. But I did hear it. I could certainly Did you say, woo uh, No. No, I start crying. <laughs> and actually, that's a that's something I still keep up with every time. I just cry. Uh, hey, I, it's all about tradition. Yeah, well, I wish it was a guy. Um, but beyond that, you know, that's kind of where I was at that time. Please turn it off because now it really is distracting to me. Now it's taking me back to that place. All right, the second time I ever did it, well, we're just sharing here in the hideout. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you don't know who I really am, whatever. Uh, the second time I ever did that act uh, was to Good Morning Vietnam. So, <laughs> really? So Robin Williams and Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, maybe that's why I love radio so much. Maybe that's why I have this real affinity for radio. Because I, I the second started, time was the best time for I, you. And no, once again, I started crying and like I'm never going to do that again. And I and I didn't until college. I went all the way that, through college. That's that's the wackiest thing to me. You know, it, the, no, the not shows. the Ducktales part that I no. submitted, but the whole that other part. Yeah, not doing it that whole all those years because. What? You got freaked out. Yeah, I went from uh, the sixth grade all the way through high school. Did not actually uh, self-pleasure again until you college. You are crazy. Yeah, I went the whole time. That's odder than the kid. You call him weird for not doing it. At least he's he doesn't know the feeling. Yeah, once I once I got that feeling. It was on. Yeah, I could not stop. <laughs> it was on three or four times a day. I would go for records. Be like, man, five yesterday. I'm going for what's, six. I'm going for what's, seven. What's your record? Eight. Nine. Really? Yeah. And I was in pain. Wasn't that last week and you got busted by your roommate? No, that was only once that day. (laughs) You know, it would happen. You know, if we got old, we just can't do it like we used to could or something like that. Mm -hmm. Not enough time in the day. I would check out of school and I would call in sick. I I call in sick. That's when when I I did it. Yeah, when you get when I first got the internet, I would call in sick and it would it would be Batch Fest 2007. You know, at, at the Satchel House. 2007? <laughs> Brother, we're in 2007. All right, maybe it was uh, <laughs> 97. 97, excuse right, me. I mean to get off into that tangent. Uh, tangent. Thank you, L. Ross. But uh, going back to the whole thing of uh, Kimmel and Silverman are now broken up, it appears. And you, would, you wouldn't you wouldn't dig her, though, either? I would, I would try it out because I think it could be fun, but it would get old to me. Right, I got, know it would. You got three options, then. Okay. Madonna, Silverman. And A-Rod. What are you going to go with? Silverman. A-Rod. There's really? no doubt. So, uh, A-Rod would be the financially responsible decision. I'm I Madonna. He, I think he actually has the best body out of all of them, and mm. that's no joke. And he's probably <laughs> the cleanest out of all of them, too, when you really think about it. Yeah. He probably, wear, he probably wears CK1, and then you could just pretend like he's it's a, a stripper. stripper. Yeah. I can't stand that guy. 
Really? I hate A-Rod. Why? Because he's a slumlord. Oh, that's right. You live in a... Uh, allegedly, by the way, you live in an apartment complex owned by him. How is that, how is that allegedly? I live there. Well, I don't know that he's a slum. You don't know I that do. he's... I do. I live there. No. Alle- just trust me with the allegedly he's a slum. Allegedly he's a slumlord. <laughs> allegedly I live in this dump that he owns. And uh, it's all, the odd thing is it's bankrolled by him and his wife's family runs it. Like uh, his, his wife, ex-wife, soon-to-be ex-wife, her brother is pretty much the president of the company and, and so on and Have so forth. Have you ever seen any of the family walking around? I there? saw A-Rod there one day. Really? Yeah. I uh, I was coming home. I was in a hurry. I, I, I left the mall because, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of grumping in public. And uh, so I'm, you know, hurrying home, <laughs> jumping gears, right, and I... I fly into the apartment complex, and I thought I, I drive by A-Rod. My brother was with me. He said, that was A-Rod. So I slammed it in reverse. You know, then I stick my head out there. There goes the sound effects again. Yeah. And I look over there, and sure enough, it's A-Rod. I said, what's up? And then, pow, you know, dumped the clutch and, and headed on to the apartment. I was going to stop and say something. How s- that movement wasn't coming. Yeah, how scary when Boomhauer comes up <laughs> and then drops the clutch and speeds off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, my goodness. And you just got to think to himself, I wonder if he's happy about I'm taking that poor douche's money. Every month I'm taking his rent. No, actually, what I wanted to do is... Is go grab him by his throat and drag him down to my apartment and say, "Look at these conditions I live in, you scumbag! You claim you like, can move. Yeah, you. you he's not, I can. I'm signed not, up for a lease. But you know, I can, I can move, but I have a lease there. I have to pay. You, you already upped that lease once. If it was that bad, you would have left after the lease is up. Listen, you know why I moved? Because my apartment complex flooded. I had mold in the walls, mold in the floor. Uh, there was a gap. Uh, like a two-foot gap in my wall that I could stick my hand straight outside for over six months. The positive thing is you got all that penicillin for the STDs you constantly yeah. get. At the <laughs> very least, you have that you can look forward He's to. He's an alleged slumlord. You would think, like, if Donald Trump <laughs> if Donald Trump owned my apartment complex, it would be nice. If he goes invest his money in, some, in a turd of a complex, he fixes it up nice. Not not your boy A-Rod. Right, guess, what, guess what you are if that's a turd of a complex. I'm a scumbag. I'm You're the, the peanuts. Couch. That's what you are. Yeah. You're the peanuts, and that's exactly that's what you are. How could you hate him for undigestible your awful, for your awful life? You all of a sudden you hate Aaron. Oh, he's, he's a slumlord. 800-636-1067. Let's go to Jay in DC. Line two. Hey. Jay, you're in the hideout. What's up, man? All right. Uh, a famous uh, couple, uh, Michael Strahan, two left him. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that uh, what? breakup was terrible. Yeah, the Strahan. I thought he was Strahan talking. lost all everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, I thought he was talking about he lost his tooth, like the couple that separated <laughs> were his teeth. I no, thought he, were at- no, his tooth said, "You can't take care of me, so I gotta leave." Yeah. <laughs> all right, thank you. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. He was saying tooth, yeah, right? Tooth. Yeah, right, I just wanted to make sure because uh, I wanted to give him full kudos for that joke. Um. If you want to get in, it is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK in for the vacationing Jim Rome All Star Game. All right, so All Star Grommet. The question is, does it? Do you like the fact that they have it where the winner gets home field advantage? I think that's what saved it for the last few years. It's a joke. Why? Horrible. It's a. It's a uh, Why is it horrible? Why, you just rather have it mean nothing? Yeah, I mean it's an All Star Game. Why should the All Star Game mean mean something? It doesn't. It so doesn't they, any other so that they actually play hard. Who so cares? They actually give out a quality what, product. What about the other 162 games a year where they actually, the team with the best record in the World Series should have home field advantage? It's ridiculous that one game where people that don't even have anything to do with who's going to be in the World Series are 
Some of them do, and uh, and further than that, they uh, they the the AL or you know the National League. Whoever wins there proves that they have the stronger division that the person went through. Yeah, I think I think it's actually really cool. I think it's good for the game, and I think anyone that's seen since it's been instituted has said that it's good for the actual game. Because you know all it is is just a PR thing. It's about the fans, man. It's all about the fans getting in there and liking it. So you're telling me that someone from the Seattle Mariners, who is a god-awful baseball team, should have any bearing on who gets home field advantage in the World Series? But if it's their best player, if it's Ichiro or whoever it is, then why not? Absolutely. It's not the whole club deciding that. It's the best players of that league. And then that way you've got everyone invested at the very least. Like, all right, I got something to play for. Stop it already with that. That's ludicrousness. It's the hideout. F.A. and Dubs. One. Really, out of everything you've ever gotten fired up on this show, kid, the only thing you really care about is the fact that someone from the Seattle Mariners might be deciding whether or not the Yankees or the Red Sox are playing at home. It's the hideout. Coming up on the other side, sex offenders. Yes. We've got a sex offender, by the way, 82 years old. He's got <laughs> You, you got to hear this cat's story. He went above and beyond <laughs> as far as sex offenders go. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. It is the Hideout. Hefe and Dubs, 106.7, WJFKN for Jim Rome. The Hideout. I want an apology because that is just so rude and obscene, and I just am really hurt by it. Like, why would you say something like that? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The Hideout. Good evening, godless sodomite. The hideout. Or we will destroy this place. Hideout. It is a Tuesday night in for the vacationing Jim Rome. I am El Jefe. That is J Dubs, and this is the hideout of 106.7 WJFK. The Satchel Patch and the Kid McLovin are also here with us. If you want to join us at any time, we've got any number of ways for you to do that. Hideout Radio is the instant messenger on AOL. We have a pal talk room set up. Everyone in there chatting dubs. They see, uh, I don't know if they saw a video of you or maybe they saw your photo on WJFK.com. Yeah. A couple girls saying sexy. Nice. Add me on MySpace. MySpace dot com, MySpace.com <laughs> slash No eyebrows. J- nope. Slash JDubs517. They said that's a big problem with you, though. I have eyebrows. Well, they say you're missing eyebrows and that you like dudes. I do not like dudes. That's what and I have in, eyebrows. That's, Look at, that's what they're saying in the pal talk room. Well, he was just over here. Uh, during during the break, he was over here messing with your computer, so they saw him on the webcam. Uh-huh. That's what it was. Uh, so anyway, Dubs. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a beast. I'm a you, sexy beast. If you liked girls, you might have a possibility for a couple. I do. Uh, Going up until Loveline, coming up at 10 o'clock. Uh, so, again, uh, if you want to join us by phone the old-fashioned way, 1-800-636-1067. Uh, so, Dubs, we are just talking about the All-Star yeah. game and, you know, kind of an All-Star theme we might have tonight because it is Major League Baseball and it's an All-Star game uh, kind of night. So, here, I kind of want to highlight some... All-star sex offenders. Now, I know it sounds odd, but occasionally you get some stories that you just, you cannot ignore. And they stick out to you uh, in a crazy way. This one popped out to me big time. All right, here's the situation. Actually, you know what? I think we've got a hideout download, don't we? Yeah. i got a hideout download on this particular guy. And once you hear this, you got to wonder, is this guy an ace? Is he an all-star when it comes to sex offenders? 
800-636-1067. Hideout Download. In Hollywood is accused of committing a heinous sex crime inside a restaurant bathroom. Police arrested 82-year-old Joseph Gravina yesterday. He is accused of performing oral on a mentally disabled Taco Bell employee last month. Detectives say the incident happened June 4th when Gravina cornered the 37-year-old victim inside the restaurant's bathroom. Gravina is charged with sexual battery. You got, download. you got to see the video, by the way, of this guy. The video, or at least find the picture online of this guy. He is a I put, poltergeist. I put it up to the <laughs> Pal Talk camera right now, actually, so everyone can see it. That's the beauty of this thing. This is the kid <laughs> when he's 82. He just won't but, have enough. Of, he can't, he's going to have enough, but he's going to have to find a, a young, retarded man in a Taco Bell and back him into a corner. And let's Come not on. even say young. The dude was 37 years Whatever. old. Whatever. Young kid, in mind. Here, kid, take a look at your future. <laughs> wow. There, there it is right there. People on the, Come on. People on the instant messenger are like, oh, he wouldn't be an all-star unless he's on Catch a Predator. And then they're looking, uh, Grandpa, mm -hmm. this guy is... He has no teeth. No teeth at all. Which, by the way, all right. good for the retard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 800-636-1067. Now... What's kind of crazy about this, other than everything about it, um, is the mere fact that he was able to corner this guy. Like, he lured him into the bathroom. Well, he, he was very nervous about doing it in the bathroom with the retired gentleman. I have uh, because I've never been inside a Taco Bell bathroom, of course. Because the stall didn't have locks, so he wanted him to get him to come back to his apartment with him, but... <laughs> the retard had, you know, peace of mind not to do that. Was he going to write him a $12 check afterwards and it'd just be prostitution? <laughs> Is that what Grandpa was going to do? Uh, was he worried that if he was wearing his, his change purse? Yeah, if he, with boxers on, that things would be hanging out near his knees. Uh, Are we I, talking about the old man or the retard? I don't know. Sometimes. It depends. Uh, mentally challenged, by the way. That's the way you refer to him now on radio. Uh, 800-636-1067. But, yeah, I mean, the guy, mm. like, just... And this I, guy didn't get busted the first day, either. Yeah. He came back, he was a regular there, and uh, this loose-lipped, uh, retarded kid came out and you told everybody... You can't put it on the kid. But, no, he came out and told everybody, and then uh, this kid, this guy, this old 82-year-old man, was dumb enough to come back there... And then that's when he got busted. Right. Coming back for seconds. Because, you know, Taco Bell never really fills you up the first time. And maybe that's <laughs> the whole thing that he was looking for. But uh, I always, and I don't know why I do this. I don't know what it is. Like, I would love to interview guys like this. Oh, yeah. I want to just sit down and I want to ask him. I want to talk to him and be like, what happened? And how have you lived this long? If this is the life you're living, what gets you to the point as an 82-year-old dude where you got to Again, I don't want to think about this too much. But you think about everything that has to go into the act in which was performed. And you think about how frail old guys are. You know? And then you think about how this guy woke up wherever he was thinking, this is what I'm going to do today. I There's this prize I've been eyeing at the Taco Bell. And I'm going to make my dream come true by luring him into the bathroom with sky flowers. I'm going to bring in a sparkler and say, hey, come here, look at this, and everything's going to happen here. But Hansel and Gretel him in with, uh, with nougat. Right. <laughs> he just follows you. And I just, I wonder, like, at what point, like, how the guy, the 37-year-old, the, the mentally challenged guy, how he doesn't step away. Like, is he afraid that Grandpa's going to beat no, him up? He enjoyed it. I yeah. mean, retards are into this kind of thing. It's, it's the gimp way of life. 
I, you know, you say say what you want. When I was in high school, I, I, I can remember kids that were the special ed. They had special privileges and stuff like that. And this one guy we called Tad would, you know, he anytime that he needed to go bat, he had complete access to in the middle of whatever he was doing. He would say, you know, I need to go bash or whatever, and the, the teacher would let him go, and he would go to the handicapped bathroom. You'd see him rocking around campus, dragging a garbage can. Why would he have a garbage can? For, to, to dispose. <laughs> to to remain tidy. Stop it. Seriously. I'm is, is your life, Satchel Patch, is your life the real life hideout? Because no one has a real name. Everyone's Tad or Killer yeah. Kyle. It was That's Tad. I said a few weeks ago that his life is the hideout. It was, it was Tad. And so Tad would, you know, everybody would see him. And here's him. the funny thing about Tad. In his school, finished Victorian. Yeah, he would, you, would see him, you would see him dragging that, that his garbage can down the halls, and everybody knew what was going on. With a 1.3 GPA, congratulations. Because honestly, if you don't let them do this type of thing, then he, you know, in the middle of class, he would start doing it. You can't blame it. The, the guy's obviously a victim. I don't think he enjoyed no. it because like, he started crying, and it was all kind of disheveled. And then you just think about that, too, Wait, about a grown-ass man, 37 years old. You cry after sex. Well, all right, so what? Uh, Doc tells it happened so once he, and he, yesterday. Maybe he was so emotionally <laughs> into it that, that, you know, he was just overcome with emotion. Right. Uh, the, uh, the What they said, the cops said, we've had older people as sex offenders before, but this scenario is definitely out of the norm. Look at the liver spots on this man. He looks like a poltergeist. Are those liver spots or is he into certain sports that you can find on tubgirl.com? And he just hadn't bathed yet. That's really the true question right there. Uh, but, all right, so, is that guy an all-star when it comes to oh, without a sex doubt. offenders here on this all-star uh, Tuesday? I think he's a dumbass sex offender. I, I tell you what, with the, with the dot-com you just mentioned, that's what the Internet, the Internet's there. It serves a purpose. If you're into this type of thing... I mean, why not log on? He's to... 82. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the only person who knows less about the internet than this old man is John McCain. Well, that's what it's there for. You log on to retards that like like it in Taco Bell bathrooms dot com, and then next thing you know, you got 20, 20 tards in a chat room talking about they can't wait to get it in Taco uh, Bell. Uh, by the way, I need someone on Power Talk to register that and make sure you link that over to our page on wjfk.com. Someone go buy that domain. Um, all right, it's it out there. I'm sure you can do it right now. Google it, and it'll come up. That's what it serves. The purpose is what's so odd is he didn't, you know, go to your local library, log on, and find people. Don't go to your library, and log on. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> if he doesn't have the internet at his house, where else is he going to go? He just doesn't do it. No, you go to your or local library. Best Buy. Uh, but you don't go to the library, and you can't encourage people to yeah. go to the library. Nobody goes to the library. You can actually have privacy at the library, and nobody's paying attention to you. That best is, Buy, there's people around. Worst thing about the library? The books. Other than that, it's really cool because no one's there. You can spread out, and they got all sorts of computers and there. Honestly, if if this guy would have been a little bit more savvy, he could have gone. I mean, there's fetishes. There's there's this type of He's thing. If 82, you're, if, dude. If you're, if you're into if you're 82 and into retards, Google that right there, and he can find a bunch of friends that he can communicate. Man, what really turns you on about the, the retards is the way they they keep swapping. Actually, them all right. actually, there's uh there the the porn music for. The uh, the retard in uh, in Taco Bell bathrooms would be this. <laughs> All right, hold on. You want, to play, you want me to play this again? Yeah. All right, here we go. Here, here, here we go. And here is another hideout download for you. It's a loud whistle. I'll pull on a second. I've unplugged myself. Let me try it again. And go. An elderly man in Hollywood is accused of committing a heinous sex crime inside a restaurant bathroom. Police arrested 82-year-old Joseph Govina yesterday. He is accused of performing oral...
on a mentally disabled Taco Bell employee last month. Detectives say the incident happened June 4th when Gravina cornered the 37-year-old victim inside the restaurant's bathroom. Gravina is charged with sexual battery. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Seriously, stop it, stop it. But you know what's funny is how music can change the theme Oh yeah, anything. anything. That, that's why you know when there's a. I think no uh, no country for old men had no soundtrack to it, and that's what made it really odd. Uh, or the, uh, Hitchcock used to do that all the time too. Yeah, and uh, music can actually change the entire landscape of what you're talking about. Like whenever, you, like you and I have even had some hideout downloads before, where they're talking about something. Actually, I have one. I don't know if they use music or not because I don't know if it'll work because I uh, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. They're talking about caffeine. And caffeine being a, uh, like how it's really dangerous for you. We can try it. I don't remember if they do either. Because, well, what they do in those exposés when five's on your side and all that kind of crap, <laughs> instead of playing the Benny Hill music, they play, um, you know, like very serious music. And this is something we all need to be afraid of. And your children might die of caffeine poisoning. And we'll tell you how to save your child next. Exactly, <laughs> and that's—I mean—that's really what television news now has, be, has been reduced to. It's just a matter of scaring the hell out of you. Caffeine. Exactly. All right, let's take a break and come back with it. You know, there's a story I wanted to play last week too. Saturday night when we were in the hideout, where we're mm-hmm. usually hanging out as we fill in for Jim Rome tonight on a Tuesday, and uh, it's about a, a firehouse over in PG County. I'm going to listen to that one during the break, too, and maybe I can use that one as an example right. of whenever they use that music to set the scene. But it'd be great otherwise if we just played the Benny Hill music just to show how caffeine's fun. It's great. You know what I mean? It's not going to poison you. And so what if it does? You're going to have a blast doing it. Who wouldn't like a little poisoning? <coughs> uh, it is a hideout. 106.7 WJK. Sorry, I was choking on the Monster Energy drink I'm drinking. Uh, oh, I got another all-star offender, too. Who's that? This guy's name is Master Drew. Ooh, Master Drew is a creep but he i think in the news I think, today i think uh flip satchel would agree almost with everything that master drew has going on in his life it's, it's about it sounds like obviously by master he, he controls his woman yeah. and uh demands respect all right here let me you know what, let me let me set it up for you maybe we'll come back on the other side and we'll talk about uh the specifics of what he does uh the guy's name uh master drew that's that's good enough what he did, apparently, was he got a 19-year-old bipolar schizophrenic uh, to sign a contract to be his slave. Oh, he set her straight. And, um... Trolled his woman. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> look at the look at the kid over there. He's learning. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's say we're actually starting to corrupt you a little bit. But we have... Now, this happened like a year or so mm-hmm. ago. And he just now, he's about to plead out and all sorts of stuff. And that's why he's back in the news. And that's why he's a sex offender all-star. It's the slavery contract that he put together. A 10-page contract for this woman to sign. And she signed it and was very content with the signing of it. Did she take it to her lawyer first? Copywritten. No, but she did make amendments. The amendments that she made, which is actually kind of funny. uh, Here it is. There was a clause in which it prohibited the master from involving her in any acts involving human waste, animals, or children. And the master would not be able to remove her from her medicine. Uh, otherwise, but she made amendments to this contract. And I'm thinking, the guy, she signed a contract. I mean, why would we be yeah. so upset? He, she signed a contract. Well, and, and that that's Master Drew, right? Yes. It's not Garabo. 
Stop it. So you need to, sometimes there's, there's room for a compromise. All right, so we'll take a break, come back on the other side. I don't know if you've heard this thing, if you've seen it. Maybe we have the kid read it off. Maybe the kid, because he's a bit of a bottom, uh, potentially, could read this. I'm looking at this what? thing, some of these things. And, uh, all right, you know what I'd like to go through What's with that? this contract? Because I'm about to get married. Think of some maybe some ideas, some amendments to put in yours? Hey, you know what I did this last uh, weekend? What? I brought it up in passing. I'm like, hey, because this is, by the way, going to be my second marriage on my way to seven. Get yourself a five-year-out clause? Prenup. Uh, I did. I go, hey, what do you think about prenups? I, it's not a bad she idea got, for either of you. Did she get angry because uh, you, she didn't want you to take everything she has? Well, what do you think, Dubs? You know my chick. You live with us for a long time. What do you think her reaction I, would, would I be? I think that she was... I think she was kind of upset about it, like uh, not not angry, but sad. Are you saying we're not gonna last? Yeah. Nah, jeez. I'm just thinking you're the one that has all the assets in this relationship. Yeah, I'm not gonna take them from you, but you know, if A Rod didn't make it, you know, what's the hopes for us? I just want you to protect yourself, dude. It was not a very pleasant conversation. It was no. very quick. It was very. And by the way, she's not home yet, so she can't hear this. Uh, I don't think I don't think I'm gonna be able to talk her into it though. Really? Yeah, you got I, to. I, it's important. She's the one that owns like three properties. She's the one like in her family. They got there's a lot of potential money there. I'm looking out for her. You having a little control issues this early on? Yeah, but here's a <laughs> here's the thing too. You're protecting her, but you're protecting yourself too. So you don't have to keep on paying stuff. You know, just it, unnecessarily after. Uh, divorce. All right, let's take a break and come back. We'll go through this this master slave contract. Mm -hmm. We'll have the kid read it off, and then we'll decide whether or not that's something that like you would agree that all right, I'm gonna put this into my marriage. This actually sounds like it might be a good idea. Master Drew actually has something going here. Yeah, or uh, or otherwise too. Uh, if you want to add an amendment as well, you can get that in. 800-636-1067. Hefe and Dubs, we're in the hideout. We're filling in for Jim Rome on a Tuesday night, uh, usually on Saturday nights right here on 106.7 WJFK. The hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. I'm starting to think you might be communists. The hideout. It's time for the hideout minutes with the kid McLovin. On this hour of the hideout, we talked about the All-Star Game and what we aspire to. We talked about whether the All-Star Game should count. We talked about an 83-year-old sex offender. I'm the Kid McLovin, and now you're up to date on the hideout. The hideout. Another dimension, so to say. The hideout. We heard you guys have a uh, anything-goes type situation here. Can we get a couple glasses of milk? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Hideout. Kid, you're killing me. I had a great Rue McClanahan joke. <laughs> Am I? I forgot to keep track of your jokes like he forgot to turn my mic on. You gotta keep track, man. I, I didn't forget. I just didn't want to hear you after that, that <laughs> abortion of minutes. I brought the funny, man. I had all sorts of jokes in the first hour. Like I told you yesterday, I need you to transcribe my funniness because I had about 15 LOLs. In from there, <laughs> LOL. yes, okay. we were laughing out loud. <laughs> oh, okay. And then from there, you read it back. Okay. It is very important to hype me up. I will hype you up. Thank you, sir. It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK here on a Tuesday night. You heard the promo for Rome. Rome usually is here 
from 7 to 10. However, he is out taking a much deserved vacation. So if you want, grab a vine, 800-636-1067. We will play back the best call of the night. Yes. It's going to be tough for you to beat uh, the very first call of the night in which he got um, cut off. But if you can, you can get in. And it is 800-636-1067. A lot of people hopping into the Pal Talk room. Uh, we got a, You can see the video of me. We're working on actually getting video of the entire studio. Hopefully we can have that ready and able at uh, when? Uh, this, this Saturday? Yeah, maybe, the show? maybe even this Saturday. Uh, some uh, some boys that have an association with, uh, of course, ONA, who really hopped on this for the radio bandwagon. And our association through Ron and Fez put together the hideout show uh, pal talk room. And you can get a link. All that stuff, just get links. WJFK.com. We now finally have a page on there. Uh, so if you go to WJFK.com, you can get old podcasts and uh, just links to old stuff. That is the hideout from the first go-around in D.C. Uh, to all that other sorts of stuff. Very good to be heard once again in uh, in the district in Northern Virginia and, and also to Maryland. I think my heart will always be in Silver Spring. You think so? I really love I living. was not a Silver Spring guy. I wasn't even a Maryland guy. I loved Northern Virginia. Yeah, you were more Northern Virginia. Yeah. Uh, but I loved, I don't know, uh, I really dig, dig Silver Spring a whole lot. I, I never liked the fact that there's a lot of people pushing around shopping carts five blocks away from the uh, giant food market right there. I, I love that. I don't know why. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, it makes no sense to me why I do. Uh, but I just do. So, all right, we've already had some sports. We're in the middle talking yep. sex. It is an all-star night here on this Tuesday. And uh, we talked about all-stars when it came to chicks, all-stars when it came to sex offenders. In the middle of uh, talking about one right now, this guy, Master Drew, who had this 19-year-old schizophrenic bipolar chick sign a slave contract. He's about he to really play out. He really had control. Yeah, I mean, he ended up, like, there was, like, some prostitution and stuff that went down. Yeah. But... Again, my point was, she signed a contract, and even beyond that, too, like, and I know this doesn't sound odd, but aren't some people put on this earth to be used? Yes. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I don't want to sound, I, think I, I don't well, want to sound heartless. Those people tend to enjoy it. And yeah. They, and they do it willingly. I don't think people should be enslaved against their will, but a lot but of people, you sign a, contract. A, a lot of people are willing, um, and a lot of wives are just willing servants to their husband. Because, you know, there's this whole thing of whether or not people are winners or losers, and the vast majority of people are losers. And I think that so many people in their life, they love to be used. They want to be nothing more than an accessory. They want to be nothing more than... A receptacle. Even at some point, yeah. Like Taco Bell employees. They don't know there. Well, <laughs> maybe. Uh, that refers back to the other sex offender all-star that we've talked about here on a Tuesday night in the hideout. So, but would you you agree with that though? Mm-hmm. That some people they just they want to be used, and that's, of course, and that's almost why they're why they're here. And then on the other hand, you have these guys that are called predators, but they're just looking. Like, we're talking consenting adults, by the way. Yeah, we aren't talking about kids. She was bipolar, and she was of age. Who is bipolar? Like everyone's bipolar. I mean, bipolar is you're happy and you're sad. Isn't that essentially what bi- being bipolar women. is? Is it women? You know. Well, bi- most women are bipolar. Bipolar is mostly um, like extreme swings one to the other way to the point of suicide at some points during like those w- swings. Women. <laughs> like women. 
Did you ever want to commit suicide? Like, oh, I, I've thought of it many times. Yeah, you got a blog about it. Yeah, yardstickofdeath.com. How's that going, by the it's way? It's going well. I hate it. Why? I, the whole point was to get dubs. Uh, I guess the point was to fix your life, but... You wanted me dead, though. I really thought you would. And I thought it was going to be a great viral, you know, is dubs a week away from killing himself kind of thing. And instead... It did what we wanted it to do, and you turned your life around really quick. It, there's a link on WJFK.com, but Yardstick of Death is this religion that I created in which there was a yardstick. I created. Uh, on one end, you got a gun. On the other end, you got a bullet. Every bad day you have, you move the bullet one inch closer to the gun. If you have a good day, you can move it away. All right. So if you have a net total of 36 bad days, you just end it. The whole idea behind the yardstick of death is that you get down, you're about 12 inches away. You're kind of accountable for your bad days. Right, like you, because life is about choice. Like you have the choice to change something if it's bad. And may, for some people, they'll stay in a rut for three months because then, you know, you, when you fall in that depression, you never really change anything, you don't know what it is. And but you don't you, really have a reason to immediately. Yeah, but if you got the gun on this end, you got a bullet on the other, and you got a yardstick in the middle, and you're and you can physically see I might be nine days away from dying. I got to get my act together. And if I don't, then I'm 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 out of here because I'm not I'm obviously not living. So why not put this gun in my mouth and shoot myself? Really, a brilliant idea that it I makes had. sense. It's a good yeah. it's a good concept. I, I like think it. I think it's going to be a the brilliant th idea that I came up with. I think it's going to be the next Scientology, and I mean it. Like I think this someday people. We'll be talking about Hefe and how I saved their lives through the yardstick of death. <laughs> and you saved no one because I it was my you. idea. It was my idea. I saved you. You did not save me. With this and helping you out. You, you would never need anything like this, Sexual no, Patch. because you're happy. You're, always, you're too dumb I used to be, I used to be like that. <laughs> yeah, Dub's really... Like, you don't know this. Maybe old DC listeners are listening to the show now on this Tuesday night might know this. Dubs was so like you, like everything was cool, everything was a party. And then he lost a job, lost a chick, uh, lost his self-esteem, lost his will to eat. I've been there. I've already been through that. Lost his motivation, and you bounced back? Yeah, I got charged with two felonies for handing out gay porn to a 16-year-old kid. It was uh, nation uh, statewide <laughs> news. My grandmother was embarrassed. My whole family was embarrassed. Uh, you know, that was kind of a, uh, you know. And it was, by the way. This was part of a shock jock yeah. thing, right? Well, not really, you know. I just Morning went to the, zoo. I went to the uh, parade, you know, just to hang out and, and you know, kind of blend right in. Went in, went in Rome, and, uh, you know, last night you were talking about satire and stuff like that. Go a little bit over the top and be like, look, everybody's making such a big deal out of this. When it, when it all comes down to it, it really doesn't matter. It's just a parade. They're walking through the street. Who really cares? So I'm going to go out there. There's all these protesters lined up and down the street. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to be the person that's over the top, and I'm going to do this over-the-top thing and really get into it more with the protesters. That's when I was out there more heckling the protesters, saying, you know, what What are you talking about? And, and this guy comes up to me, you're, you're dirty, you're so dirty. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? You know, I, I bathe this morning. What makes me so different than you? And, and he's like, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're dirty. Your soul's like, dirty. Listen, dude, if you don't like two girls getting it on, something's wrong with you. If you don't like... This DVD right here, Asian Girls Volume 12, No Man's Land, if, if you can't get down to this, 
there's a problem with you. I you can't get down on Asian girls. Not, it, that might be something with my uh, my racism well, that, or something, but I saying. just can't get down on them. There's all these people out there that are talking about, all oh, these gays are you know, doing this, doing that. I mean, listen, man, if you never thought about two women getting it on, you know, look at all these lesbians out here. Now, granted, they were the 300-pound, you know, basketball-playing, softball-catching women. They weren't these lipstick lesbians that we all think of and like. But, you know, like... These are lesbians we're talking about, and who doesn't Those love lesbians? When it comes down to it, who doesn't love lesbians and uh, female forms of Bilbo Baggins? Uh, it is a hideout. That's <laughs> 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 106.7 WJFK. So, with all that being said, um, we're here on our next all-star, this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, some people that just want to be used in this slave master contract. And I was talking Master about, Drew. Uh, I was talking about before the break how I approached my chick about a uh, a, a prenup, a prenup, and she wasn't really down on it. Yeah, she didn't want to do it. Didn't end well. No, it didn't. It didn't go very well. But if you were Is gonna, it time to call it off. No, not at all. Would you Would you get married without the prenup? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. I mean, I kind of have to. I, Why? I propose. Yeah, but there there are stipulations during. That's why right when you propose, you aren't married. Because there's stuff you have to work out in between. No, no. Isn't there a good reason to have a prenup that is completely unrelated to, like, assets and stuff? Like, isn't there something where it's good for, uh... I know, because that's what I was trying to tell her, but I couldn't think of the rationale as to why. You know what I mean? I know there's another reason other than we might get a divorce to get a prenup. Please, somebody help me if there is. Because if there is, that might be my end. That might be... And again, I don't want to do it to protect me. I want to do it to protect her. You can tell her that all day long, but it is to protect you in a way. She's not listening right now. Right. Just, you know, be honest, it is to protect you a little bit, too, because you got kind of taken through the ringer in the last one. Jesus, I didn't want to get started with that one. All right, let's do this. Kid, you're lucky you never had a girlfriend before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is a good situation for you. There's just nothing but heartache. You know what I mean? That sweet temple sure. for devil. It really is. It's all, That sweet friction, you want no part of that. Yeah. It's disgusting, and it just leads to a constant constant spiral of looking and trying to attain the next sweet friction and then from there you know it's like the sex have diminishing returns like heroin where it's never as good as the first time yes. or does it get better then sometimes i can't do it what do you I, mean I, sometimes it's, it's like uh it's like uh, yeah, i gotta I, go I, do this again i've had you that know, problem for crying before. out loud we, we, how long have we been doing it? you know we'll get into it a little bit later yeah it, my, you know i got a little poem on that but uh our dumb jam poetry it's uh you know it's sometimes it's, it's i don't want it i would rather pop on the internet for for 10 minutes and and you know 10 minutes wow i wish i had that kind of five minutes you know yeah, we no, gotta no. browse seriously I'm, I'm on there for two two and a half hours Running uh-huh. batch because I I, I oh, am, really I'm yeah dis- I'm disgusted with the two of you. Like, Good. Let me right. move on to this master slave contract. Well, you want to move on? Okay. Yeah. That well, that, just think about you sitting in your room with your headphones on, your dog in the corner, yep. your roommate peeking in, and it makes me sad. Why? <laughs> Again, kid, you're lucky you never done that before. Look at the I, deviant I, that it turns you into. I hear all these horror stories, and I still think I'm the normal one in the room. What? No. All right, you're 26 years old. You sound like a 12, and you've never gone further than first base. You, you've and have, you ever seen, have you ever seen a PG movie? I'm willing to say no on that. Everything, Sinbad. He's seen Sinbad movies. Everything is rated G to this kid. All right, so here's this master-slave contract. Go through. We're going to dub some highlighted some stuff from this master Drew guy. 
And I want to see whether or not this is anything, A, you would agree with, or B, you would incorporate into your potential prenup. Just rattle off whatever Dub says uh, starred for you. Safe word shall be pumpernickel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Hold on a second. Now, this is for the slave to sign, right? Yes. So there's an agreement that pumpernickel from now on. Only used in extreme circumstances. Do not do not overuse pumpernickel. <laughs> All right. From henceforth. The safe word in the hideout is pumpernickel. It's pumpernickel. Now, what, in what, what way do we use it? Like, in what context? Um... I don't know. It'll come up. All right. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll figure out a way to use pumpernickel. All right. Fantastic. All right. The safe. Right, go ahead. Continue with this master-slave contract that uh, actually happened. A guy control. A uh, guy got a 19-year-old chick to sign this. He demanded respect. You can get this by the way on thesmokinggun.com. The slave accepts the responsibility of using her safe word only when necessary. Yep. The slave enjoys the right to cry, scream, or beg, but accepts the fact that these heartfelt expressions will not affect her treatment. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, more and more, I think I'm beginning. You're a Drew guy. Uh, I'm, I'm beginning to like this guy, this master Drew and this brilliance that he's I call him Drewsus. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, kid. Slaves shall keep slaves' body parts clean-shaven or waxed at the discretion of the master. Yes, that's good. My grandmother would approve of that. Slaves shall keep slaves' hair cut, styled, and colored as directed by the master. Mm -hmm. Slaves shall keep slaves' fingers and toenails painted and maintained as directed by master. You want a clean woman. A clean woman. See, that, now this is, this is nothing out of the line. This is... You know, basic hygiene, keep yourself tidy. I want you when I want you, and I don't want anything to bother that. Take care of yourself, woman. I, I demand it. Jimmy Kimmel should have had Silverman sign that. Then yeah. maybe everything would have worked I think, out. I it's think control. that went the other way around. Y'all are coming around to my side of this thing. Uh, but listen, it's not so much, I don't think it's you should have control. A, con a contract. No, I think if, if it's a willing contract, sure. This is something you talk about, but yeah. you don't put in writing. It's called a prenup. Yeah, exactly. Master has the right to tattoo or have tattooed, pierce or have pierced, scar or have scarred, or brand or have branded slave's body. Okay. I like the brand. I mm. love the idea of, listen, if you're not a cutter, I'm going to make you one. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to somehow, there's going to be blood. And I'm not just talking about monthly. All right, what else you got? The established daily routine includes arise 7 to 8 a.m., morning coffee and breakfast, work, serving as owner needs, Household duties as needed, dinner duties, recreation with permission from owner, 3 a.m. bedtime. Wow! <laughs> 3 a.m. she has to go to bed, 7 a.m. she has to get up. She probably takes naps throughout the day, but that's a lot of sexing going on. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'm working that kind of a day already, yeah. so I'm actually envious of the four hours of sleep that this, uh, that this slave is getting. It is the hideout in for Jim Rome, 106.7 WJFK. You got any amendments so far? I guess we should finish it and then see no. if we want to add any amendments. This is solid. And again, this, this, this is a ten-page contract. I mean, we're uh, just... we had to cut out a lot of stuff. Like, uh, there's and a lot of it's because you just can't say it on radio. Like, he has special outfits that the girl's wearing for certain positions he wants her in later that night. I like. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing that goes wrong in relationships. It's lack of communication. <laughs> or not putting it out up. Really? You know what? He does have it down like that, like where he, everything that he expects from this woman is written down on paper. Like imagine, like, you know, whenever you get in a dispute with, a dispute with your employer and you're like, ah, 
check my contract. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to the car dealership. It's not happening. You're not going to make, make me go have a remote out there do something. If you had that with your chick and you said, listen, I got a, I got a five-year deal I'm going to sign you to. And you might have the possibility. I might re-up you. There might be an option for a sixth, but I need you to agree to these terms. And that's what's going to happen. And there's just going to be no confusion. Now, of course, it'd be good if chicks wanted to come back. Like, if you were a chick mm-hmm. and you're listening right now and you're in the hideout, and be like, all right, here's stuff that I want. You know they're going to pick stupid stuff, too. Put the toilet seat down. Yeah. All right, yeah. fine, I'll give Pack you that. Things. I give you that <laughs> if you let me cut you. I'm more than willing. We <laughs> can make that happen. Let's go to Chris in Arlington on line one. Chris, you're in the hideout on WJFK. Boys, what's going on? Uh, number one, that that actually is something I discussed with my wife. We basically talked about a contract and re-upping. If I gain or lose set a number of pounds, if I decide to let myself go completely, if I'm not where I decide I want to be uh, at some point in time in life, you have the option after the contract runs out not to re-up. Dude, I love it. When I was in the hideout, we were doing late nights originally, and I was in the middle of an awful marriage. I used to talk about this all the time. Marriage contract. Oh, yeah. I used to. Oh, I used to listen back then too. But your safe word, pumpernickel, you can use at any time that you get ready to dump somebody, or when somebody's talking about like Waylon Jennings, like you were just talking about in front of the computer, you should have just yelled pumpernickel. <laughs> all right, you know what? All right, those of you in the studio, pumpernickel is the key word to dump. To dump out. No, I, I think I'm gonna be yelling pumpernickel a lot for just silly reasons. So I don't yeah. want them dumping. All, the time. <laughs> all right, never mind. Hey, right, man. Thanks. Seacrest out. All right, thank you, brother. Seacrest out. out. Yeah, I love it. Uh, you're in the hideout. It is a Tuesday night, 106.7 WJFK. All right, slave, get back to reading the contract, kid. <laughs> the following is a list of hard limits both master and slave agree upon. This section may be added to or subtracted from upon the agreement of both master and slave. No acts involving thieves. No acts involving children. <laughs> no acts involving what? Thieves. What's peace? That's oh no no no! That, I can't read this. I right, hold on. Let me see that real fast. I don't even know if we could say it. So pumpernickel. Uh, yeah yeah, don't worry about that. I, I wouldn't worry about. It. Let's just say waste. Uh, uh, okay yeah, go ahead. The dog out in the yard. Please are all over. There. Yeah yeah yeah. Just say that pumpernickel. Uh, no no act involving children. No acts that would leave permanent markings unless agreed upon by both parties. And that, all right, I need you to sign that. Oh, and someone else already signed it. No, we'll, we'll wipe that out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, master is Satchelpatch. No, so, uh, Satchel- Pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. <laughs> Satchelpatch, you are officially in charge of the kid. All right, cool. Uh, so now, what, what's the agreement? I really like what Chris said about, listen, if I get fat, yeah, I mean, you have more for her. You have the you option more now. for her. You know, guys have more of a tendency. They're the, they're the money makers. They're bringing home the bed, they're, uh, the the bread, excuse me, and you know, bring home the bacon. They can allow themselves to relax when they get home. Maybe be a little bit lazy. Maybe gain a little bit of weight. But the woman is the one that really needs to watch her figure, keep herself fresh, nice and tidy. Don't you think that the whole idea of guys getting fat once they get into a relationship, it's really a good thing for the chick because it all goes back to what we started earlier about a rod. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're you're only as faithful as your options. Yeah. You you and I talked about that a lot, Doug. Oh, you, without a doubt. We really learned that from uh, Ron Bennington, who uh, continues to preach that, and he's right. You're only as faithful as the options in which you have. Like the kid is the perfect candidate for marriage because he's got no options. Yeah, no one's coming for him. So as soon as you can find one girl Come that on now. might be willing to. We aren't. We aren't. You nude. We aren't saying anything that you don't already know, kid. 
you you know that girls aren't you know dames aren't knocking down the door for you. You aren't getting a lot of foxy broads <laughs> just throwing their their themselves at your Fox, feet. Foxy broads, I yeah. like that. Foxy broads, wow. What about you, Satchel Patch? You're in a relationship with a Cuban chick. You think that's going to be over soon? No, the relationship? You gonna cheat on her? No. Oh no 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 no. You don't Why cheat not? on the Latin. No, woman. I know. They would cut you. Yeah. Well, well, and not in a sexual that. way. <laughs> they would just cut you. They'll stab you. Butterfly knife. It's uh, I've I've been through that. You know, I, I've done that, and I never. It's kind of fun though, and yeah. it, it kind. I never really cheated because I never was any in a, in a relationship. You know, I just had women. You know, about Satchel. Satchel, I know you like I know me. The thrill of the hunt will get to you. Two or three years in. You're gonna get that that itch just to just to to hunt it again. You know, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't think that that's so because you might not want to have way sex w- with them, but you'll want to know you can. The way I was, the uh, uh, well, that's that's still a more of a, a mental. Yeah, but there's a there's a, a certain amount of cheating that you'll go through to get to that point just to know that you can't get it i've done it many times what do you mean like a certain amount of cheating like well, just even hitting them up on myspace well, or actually getting to the point where you're getting well, together and you're about to do it your like, nah. hands are being used and <laughs> right. i mean that's pretty far yeah but you aren't cheating yet no i, I don't know the, the, my upbringing almost was was nothing like that what i've done what, what I, did that pack of wolves teach you yeah is, is what i you know loyalty but but anyway Red rockets uh what i <laughs> What I would uh, uh, do previously, you know, w- was almost more of uh, uh, out of the norm for me than than you know staying steady. My parents have been married, you know, thirty five years or something like that. Thirty five years. Yeah, my parents have been thirty five married thirty five years. I come from a normal family, a normal upbringing, and stuff like that. And my family history has one been pretty much as tight, stayed together, and there's not much of that going on in my family. Yeah. So me stepping out and doing being the wild. The wild hair, you know, doing this, promiscuous sex and stuff like that was more out of the norm. Why do you get the wild hair? Like, what yeah. does that even mean? You've what does thrown, that mean? You've thrown out about seven phrases to no, I have no clue. And no I idea. Know, I don't know if it's an Arkansas thing or a southern thing. You got or... wild hair on your ass. You just got to go pick it. And that's who you are? Kind <laughs> of. Oh, oh, congratulations. <laughs> I, I'm sure they're proud. <laughs> yeah. But here's our wild hair we should have plucked a long time I'm, ago. I'm, I'm a dingleberry. In the, in the first trimester. I just... All right, let me ask you this mm-hmm. really quickly. I've talked about this on the show. By the way, it's the hideout filling in for Jim Rome, 106.7 WJFK. I've talked about this before. My mom has told me, I wish your dad had not talked me out of the abortion. Yeah. And, you know, just thinking about, like, your parents and the dreams that they may have had and how you may have ruined it. You know what I mean? Like, is there any way, Dubs, that if your parents could go back and do it all over again... Just knowing everything that they know and the constant amount of money that they continue to lend you, or do you think they would just decide it is to cut it loose? No, my mom loves me. I think they might. They might try it with the sister. Really? Yeah. My 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 sister is god awful as a sibling and as a daughter. Right. She uh, like literally, my mom probably pours about. 15 grand into her a year. Wow. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Why don't she put her to work or something like that? You know, put her out on the corner. She won't. Most of it goes into the feed bag. Yeah. Oh, this bitch is huge. (laughs) How old is she? uh, She's one year older than me. Guys will pay for anything. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Satchel Patch? Your parents, they keep you? Oh, yeah. You know what I imagine? I imagine the kids' parents still tuck him in at night. 
and read him a story and kiss him on the forehead. And they're just so proud of him. My dad, my, when my parents come to visit, they'll they'll do something like they that. Still haven't like, they, they still haven't let the, uh, the kids see the end of Old Yeller yet. Right. They've, they're shielding that. We're protecting his innocence. He hasn't seen Old Yeller. He hasn't seen any movies. No, that's true. He doesn't know. Well, it is a comedy. That is a comedy you should go get. Old Yeller and The Accused. Those are two movies that will make you laugh out loud. LOL. Hey, listen, you said something about that, uh, your, your mom and, and saying that she, what, and what, is, what was that quote again? She said, I wish your dad had not talked me out of the abortion. Now, this actually reminds me of a quote I read that uh, is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. It was, we're, you know, we're talking about all-star sex offenders and stuff like this. This guy was a basketball player, won a national title uh, just a couple of years ago, within the past three years. And what team? Uh, the Florida Gators. Okay. Uh, on their first national title. And Teddy Dupay, he was their point guard. And uh, he's been charged with rape. And uh, pretty much the victim says, you know, it was his girlfriend. They were in a two-year relationship. She suffered two broken ribs, bruises on her back, a right thigh, upper arm, and her shoulder. And she estimated that Dupay hit her or kicked her over 150 times. Jeez. Wow. He, he locked the door and told her he would kill her, kill her family if she attempted to leave. Or you know, or anything of the sort. This guy, this guy is like Master Drew times a hundred. Yeah. yeah, but like without even being like, exactly yeah. Master Drew doesn't. Master Drew isn't even this much of a bastard. Right. Listen to what he told investigators when when he's in there talking about it. He, he you know he admitted that it got a little rough, but then he denied raping her. And this is what he said about it. And I quote: "How can you rape someone you love?" Damn. Easy, wow. easy. When they don't love you back, yeah, that's when it becomes rape. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, you think about the amount of girls that you loved that had no idea you loved them. Oh yeah, what a retard! How can you, how can you rape someone you love? Uh, I'm not going to get into a debate about it because it's very obvious. We're telling you now. I, I don't want you to play devil's advocate because that could get you in trouble, even if you believe it or not. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> but. There's no doubt you can. I mean, the kind of, that, that's numerous uh, you, instances. The concept of that, what's going through his head, is almost what's, what's questionable. He's a psychopath. His thought process. Yeah, he's a, a sociopath. sociopath. Yeah. It sounds like he believes himself. He's like, I oh, yeah. I didn't rape her. You know? I love her. There's she needed no way to be beat. Her. You know, it's almost like those domestic violence and then maybe make up sex afterward is what it was in his mind. That she stepped out of line, he tried to correct her actions, he beat her, Dude, and then it's almost make up sex. I mean, imagine how crazy it is. That's why you don't want a daughter in this world. Yeah. Like, you think about it, you think and maybe they're together for two years and the daughter, oh wow, she's the, she's dating the guy that won a national championship back to back at Florida. This is going to be great. Maybe he's going to go on to the NBA. Everything's going to turn out fantastic. And then you find out what a scumbag he is. Dude, I would... Well, you know, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. He, you know, if, if he's just going to beat her ass, hit her over 150 times, kick her and, and rape her, this is the first time. He just got caught this time. Yeah, no, there's it's no not. way. Yeah, there's no yeah. Way this is not got... the first time it's happened, and a lot of these women are into it. This is, a, this well, is the not, first no, no, time. No, 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 no. I don't want no, you to say it, because they're not into I it. Have a, I, this, this reminded me of a quote. I had this posted right, up on my bulletin board. Let, let me tell you this, though. You cannot make the generalization that a lot of women are into that. Because no women's into that. Look at this. Trust me, you can't. Uh, now, you can give me your stupid quote from your little hick Arkansas town. This was, this was <laughs> here. You know, he says, how can you rape someone you love? And this woman was involved in this abusive relationship. In, in my opinion, the way I think, she was doing it willingly because she could have left. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. How could she not leave? How deluded? How how stupid are you, Satchapat? No, I'll tell you no, what. No, no, no. Hold on a second. Seriously, uh, let me save you from yourself for a moment. A lot of times, these chicks are in a relationship that they're 
for whatever reason. They could walk out, but there is uh, circumstances that mentally is keeping them. Did they in... sign a contract? No. No, but even regardless, this girl still could have left. She could have broken this contract. Now that she's going to get sued. Let me see you this, stupid This girl right here. I want to move on. You're getting, a, you're getting us into some dangerous situation. Ah, uh, I ain't reading that. Uh uh-uh. She said that out loud in an argument. There was this girl in a, this specific incident. She would come I'm gonna to work hold with. It, I'm going to hold it up to the pal talk camera. She would come to work with a black eye. She got abused right, and stuff enough like that. Right. Let me let me save you from yourself. Seriously, what are you doing? You put this up here and what the quote is. It all made sense to me one time when I was talking with my father, and <laughs> my, my neighbor. Listen, my neighbor, my neighbor downstairs in my apartment complex. Uh, uh, this is within the past year. Well, I got abused quite often. My parents would come visit, and my parents are real friendly. They'll go talk to the neighbors, you know, how are y'all doing, blah, blah, blah. They're not, you know, shy or anything like that. And my dad was out there talking with this guy that abused his wife on a daily basis. And I said, I told my dad, I said, Dad, I said, don't, I said, you know, don't talk to him. You know, he, he's abusive and something like that. And I was like, something's wrong with him. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, you know, he's always beating his woman. And he looked at me, and he said, something's wrong with that woman. You know, she stays there every day. She knows that's going to happen. She knows know, when she comes, now, to now comes home from work. The, the picture's coming clear oh. on where the satchel patch is coming from. Yeah, it, it, I mean, like, I wonder... Is something not wrong with her? It's his fault. Well, it's listen, not her fault for staying there. But listen, she oh. has no blame. Stop it. You. It is scary that I'm sitting here in this hideout with you because... The, to the fact that somehow you would shift the blame of domestic violence from the guy who is causing it to the woman is asinine. It's not. It, no, 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 no. Trust me. Let me let me do what your daddy should have done and teach you the <laughs> correct way in which you handle a relationship. You do not take it to that point. Yeah, you, first time you get hit, you leave. Stop it. But, if you're a woman, first yes, time you get hit, you yes, leave. But again, you're shifting the whole thing from the dude to the chick no. and somehow making it making it seem like it's her fault. Imagine if you got beaten constantly. Get the hell out no, of there. No, no, yeah. oh, you want to, but then you have a fear of leaving or that they're going to track. Get over your fear. No, well, that's <laughs> easy to say, but then you have a fear they're going to track you down. And they're gonna murder you. Kill them. Women can get away with that. No, they can't. Yeah, the crazy, crazy spouse syndrome where he was gonna kill me. He beat me every day. Pop a cap in his ass and go to court, and the judge now will have sympathy on. Now him. that is on Lifetime all the time. I mean, that is certainly what Lifetime has built the ratings on. But it's every girl no, that I've ever stop. heard gets so I'm, upset. I'm, oh, this is the only time he's I'm gonna begging do it. You. And he's like, No, it's not. Stop it. Save yourself. You know what's fun? Like I. I never really known a guy <laughs> that that was the thought process. That was the rationale. Is it uh, just a coincidence he's from Arkansas? I, I don't know if you can put that on Arkansas. I can. Really? I will. I'm okay. That's <laughs> fine. But and it all goes back. It's that mountain water. When people, yeah, uh, that's just urine. When people <laughs> think, okay, um, here I am. I'm a father, and this is what I'm going to say to my kid. And then lo and behold, however many years later, here's my kid out there acting a fool. If you played this segment back, and I don't want you to say anything more about the domestic violence thing, you retard. But if you played this segment back for your father, would he be proud of you? No, he would agree. Something's wrong with that woman for staying there. Oh, my God. Let's take a break. Let's take a break and move on. Because you lost me. I was your friend until now. <laughs> Maybe you can make over with me during the commercial break. It is the hideout, Hefe and Dubs, in for the vacationing gym room. Lunatic over there, we got. Jeez. <laughs> Kid, 
I hope you had your earmuffs on that whole time. I hope you put your earmuffs I, I on. I can't believe what I just heard. After you, I, after I you signed the contract. what I just heard. Yeah, me either. Shocked. All right, we'll come this back. This is what and... I think of the contract. Oh, there he goes. Look at him getting bold. It's the hideout half hand dubs. We'll have to whip him after this. Yeah. Uh, Pumpernickel, 106.7 WJFK. You are listening to... To, to the hideout. The hideout. We Thank you so much. The Hideout. The Hideout. J-Dubs. Caution. Retards in area. The Hideout. Filling in for Rome. It is the hideout, 106.7 WJFK, Al Hefe and J-Dubs are here. The retard is the satchel patch. And the poor kid McLovin, the young mind that we're trying to shape. Thank yeah. goodness he had his earmuffs on for that last segment. It's sensory, no, over- that. It's sensory overload for him right now. It really is. 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. That's how you hit us up on the phone. Online. There's PalTalk.com. We have our, our PalTalk. If you have PalTalk, there's the, the Hideout Showroom. And on AOL Instant Messenger, there's uh, Hideout Radio is the screen name on there. You act like this is the first time you've ever said any of those. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It was the first time I said PalTalk one. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a Tuesday night, an all-star night, so we're kind of going through. We're in a little bit of sex, a little bit of sports. Um Again, if you want to get in, 800-636-1067. This is actually kind of funny. I just saw this on Drudge. It's kind of flanging around the Internet. What's that? World's greatest dad arrested his predator. This is up <laughs> in your neck of the woods, Dubs. Where? Here's another sex offender all-star. Uh, uh, Michigan. Guy was in Michigan, actually in Lansing, where you and I very first met and started working together. Nice. Uh, they arrested a guy by the name of Daniel Allen Everett. No way. He was going, do you know? Mm-hmm. He was going to meet a 14-year-old that he had set up a uh, sex, you know, yeah, the, rendezvous with. The cops. And he's wearing his war- WWE World's Greatest Dad t-shirt. And that's what his mug shot is in. Uh, right there, just... Well, he did plan to do some slamming. Uh, I guess. And they say that... <laughs> this article's so funny. They just go... It just goes to show you that predators come from all walk of life, even the world's greatest dad. So, <laughs> it's just so stupid. You know what I mean? How have people not learned that if you're doing that on the Internet with a 14-year-old girl, it's the cops? It's an addiction. And I don't know how many, how many 14-year-old girls that you were growing up with were down to having sex. And not only down to having sex, yeah. having sex with old men. It never happened. It just it did. It was so hard to get laid as a kid. You right. think that uh impossible. You know, yeah, you think these kids Still are impossible for the kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talking about what? Something so, maybe are you focusing on fourteen year olds? Is that why All right, I don't even Come want to on. go there. Uh <laughs> it is the hideout in for Jim Rome you know what? It would almost be forgivable for him. Because he still has the mind of a 14 Well, he does what? have the voice of an 11-year-old. The cops are, oh, I'm sorry. We, we thought you were someone else. He actually could probably show up at the catch of and they would just think, oh, what are you here for, Cub Scout? He was imitating a 26-year-old trying to get with a 14-year-old. <laughs> um, 
A couple of funny things, just kind of some headline stuff that stuck out to me. Uh, a lot of argument between two deaf women led to one of them being arrested as they're yelling at each other. Uh, I wonder if they were arguing over loud music. <laughs> but it's a couple of deaf chicks just angry at each what back at each other. Huh? huh? Yeah. Huh? I wonder if they got in a fight like over I am. And I, like, I, I, I need more details on why it is they're getting uh, in fights with each other. But... Yelling for them is cap locks. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Pumpernickel. <laughs> so, here's my question for you, though. Deaf chick or blind chick? What do you want? Deaf. Mm, I dated I'll, a deaf girl. I'll take blind any what day. What have you not done? Do not tell me that you were you were the guy that has done everything. Because uh, now I'm beginning to think know, that Mr. One-Up. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't date her. Uh, Roseman was her name. <laughs> and uh, There's well, nothing normal in your life, dude. She wasn't deaf. She was... Uh, like ninety percent, ninety percent in the right air. Hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on a second. I got something for a satchel patch story. Because you're Mister One Up. Yeah. Every single time you one up the story. Oh. Roseman was her name. She was ninety percent deaf in one ear, and she she was like you know sixty to seventy percent deaf in the other ear. And uh, she could read lips very well. Mm. And the, I remember the first time I met her, she was one of my buddy's little sisters. And so, you know, we were in high school, and, you know, we went out and got drunk or whatever, and I crashed over at his house. The next morning, she came and jumped on top of me in the bed. This girl is drop-dead gorgeous, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my entire life. And Of uh, course she was. There's no doubt she was the most beautiful woman ever. And she she, she, jumped, she jumped on top, <laughs> top, top of me, and she's doing joking like this right here. And then I looked over at my buddy, and I almost asked her, what is wrong with you? Why are you talking like that? And, but she continued on, so I didn't. I thought she was joking, so I didn't say anything. And I talked to my buddy, and I said, listen, man, what's wrong with her? Why is she talking like that? Is she kidding, or is that for real? And, and he told me, he's like, yeah, she's deaf, man. And so I, I didn't do it, but I ended up uh, two years later dating her. Ooh, yeah, she was nice. All right, so you prefer deaf then? Yes. Right. I'm taking blind. Well, you... you the stuff that they, oh, oh, the, the, the moaning and the noises and stu- yeah, stuff that, like that is... You, you wouldn't be able to... Um, have inconspicuous sex anywhere. Trust me, it's, it's second to a Spanish girl. The, you know, with the speaking and stuff during sex, she starts speaking Spanish and you can't understand Tons, what she's yeah. saying. I, yeah. The, the death is, is second, the noises to Spanish speaking. I think I gotta go with blind, because I like to have a chick that I can have a conversation with. If I'm not gonna be able to have a conversation yeah. with you, now, I'm not interested. Now, on the flip side, I would rather be deaf than blind. I would rather not. I would be able not want to live in complete yeah, darkness. But with a blind girl, you know, it's not like their eyes are closed or they got blue blockers on the whole time. They probably take them off when they're indoors, oh, yeah. and you see these pasty, milky look, white eyes. Yeah, it looks like it, the end of Crossroads. It's gross. It looks like they're <laughs> albinos. Uh, it is the Hideout Hefe and Dubs 106.7 WJFK, and for the vacationing Jim Rome. Uh, usually on Saturday nights, check out the webpage WJFK.com. You want to test the satchel patch? Sure. I got like a few other headlines, and I just want to know if he has if he's any, one up. Yeah, if he can one up these but with some. One, one more last note on the blind girl. They're more yeah. touchy feely. They're more hands on, yes. so they might be a little bit better in that aspect. Yeah, prostate. All right. Wow. So, all right. Let <laughs> me see if you can one up these headlines, Because right. I'm really beginning to notice that if anything, Satchel always has something that relates. Is that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's usually a bad, bad thing. thing. Right. But on the radio, it's actually kind of funny, uh-huh. especially with that stupid accent of yours. <laughs> All right, let's try this one. Oregon woman gets 140-pound tumor removed. This chick had tried diets. She tried working out. Nothing would help her lose weight. My cousin, speaking of, I got, I got one up myself. 
My cousin Peanut actually had this where she had a tumor that she had no Is idea she okay? about. Yeah, she's all good Thank now. God. Stop I it. love her. I know you want to head on her. She actually might be coming to town for uh, a week. Hang Tell out. her she can hang out at my house for like three or four days. Stop it. But a doctor told her that if we're, we're going to if we're gonna remove this thing, you got a 20% chance that you could uh, that you could uh, live. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter they, they had to take all of her organs out and put everything back in. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, how, how can you take all of their organs out and like put a, it back in? a C-section. That's what, that's what happens with women when they get a no, C-section. They, they remove stuff, yes. Their they, guts. Yeah, but they don't take out everything and put it back in like yeah, a Mr. Did. Potato Head. Yeah, it they was, did. It was, she Mr. had Mr. Potato Womb. Nice <laughs> operation. <laughs> 15 to 20 years she had this thing. 140-pound cancerous tumor that had been growing near her stomach. I, you you know, my mom, I, my mom had had a, had a cancerous tumor that was about nine pounds. Shut up. She only That's had a lot. She only had it for yeah, about nine months. It was called your, it was called called your birth. Patch. Yeah, she <laughs> named it <laughs> All right. Hey, would you keep this thing? Like, think she about didn't it. want to, but she did. I, I know. <laughs> she really, I wish she hadn't. Uh, I asked my cousin Peter, I'm like, did you keep the, because the, she named it Wilbur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you keep Wilbur? No, she Pickle. didn't. Why? I told her she should have. It'd have been really cool. I, was she was she able to keep it? No, they just threw it away. I do have. I do. Uh, Will one up that? As things pickled, I do have a pickled fetus at my house. Yeah, pickled punk. Yeah, you can get those from old sideshows. Uh, they're kind Are of they expensive. Real? Yeah, old sideshows used to carry those pickled punks around. That's what they called them. They were uh, they were abortions basically. No, yeah. in really? a jar. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Creepy. Oh, not really. What? Yeah, what they're, they're have, aborted fetuses uh, in mason jars. Kind of on like my countertop, you know, between the kitchen and, and like the little bar area. In between the peanut butter and the jelly? No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Be careful. I keep it far away from my soups. Those are illegal to have. Really? Yeah. You can't. If if for some reason you do get busted with it, they will take it away. I don't know what kind of charge you'd get. Um, they probably just take it away. I keep it as like a warning sign to women that, that, okay. that, that come over. You know, this is... <laughs> there he is, one up. And, uh... So if you were to keep this thing though, like what would you use? I'd use it as a body pillow. I'm thinking like that or a bean bag. Yeah, I'm thinking ottoman. Or if you ever take your feet up on no, this big tumor. If you ever you know go horseback riding and fall off and go Superman on everybody, what about the fetus? You know, we aren't talking about fetus. We're talking about the tumor. A hundred foot hippity hop. Oh, I'm still on pickled fetuses. Actually, you know what will work for either one? An HOV dummy. You could have either one for that. So if you want to get in the HOV lane, you go from there. Seth Fan Dubs in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. All right, so did, did we give him a one-up for that one? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He tried. He had a story. All right, here's one. Maybe Dubs might be able to one-up on this. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, I, there was a uh, Texas, all right, robbery, pizza shop, guy walks in wearing a wig, uh, dark sunglasses, appeared to be holding a uh, silver handgun, walks in, demands money, slaps a worker in the face. Then the 17-year-old kid... <laughs> I, like, I like the fact he slapped the worker in the face, didn't use Open the gun, just, just pimp slapped him. <laughs> Bitch, give me the money. Then the 17-year-old kid says, uh-uh, I ain't having it, goes over and knocks the robber out. Like, like cold cocks him and knocks him the hell out. <laughs> And they got it all. I got a, I got a hideout download if you want to hear. I don't know. This sure. I, this might actually be the 17-year-old kid talking about it. And then we'll see if the Satchel Patch can one-up it and how he saved not just a pizzeria but an entire CC's. How'd that go down? Well, it was just like it wasn't really about the money anymore. It was just after his family. I mean, it wasn't that anymore. It was just me and him. 
Right. Did, did they ever tell you, you know, don't fight, give it away, don't fight? Yeah, they did, but, you know, after he slapped me, I mean, that was just personal stuff. Tell me how he took it. Well, after I started, <laughs> we bent that table, and so, I mean, he just started snoring and shaking. He just, like, kind of... All right. Now, <laughs> that actually brings up something funny. Dubs and I used to do this thing where we'd have some audio and we listen think of it to it in a gay way. Yeah, and then you go back and you think of it in a gay way. Right, like imagine it's not but I haven't listened to this whole thing so I mean we could think I don't know if it'll apply from now on. Okay. I can back it up and just if you, think of all all of it in gay innuendos. Yeah, he's not actually talking about beating up the robber but having some, sex. Something else. Mm. Did they ever tell you, you know, don't fight, give it away, don't fight? <laughs> yeah, they did, but, you know, after he slapped me, that was just personal stuff. Tell me how he took it. <laughs> well, after I had talked him out, I mean, we bent that table in, so, I mean, he just started snoring and shaking. He just, like, kind of bubbled down to the floor, just blood everywhere, you know. <laughs> All right, enough. I Let's take it back. We'll take that back to the context of him beating up the robber. We'll just leave it there. That was kind of off the uh, cuff, and I don't know if necessarily we should have. Uh, it is the hideout. FA Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. We'll come back on the other side. We'll do some jump, dumb jam poetry. And also, too, we got a lot more for you here on 106.7 WJFK. It is a Tuesday night in for Jim Rohn. It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin. In this hour of the Hideout, Hefe got on my case again for my minutes. Satchel Patch gave various opinions that no one in their right mind would agree with. The guys ripped on me some more. We debated whether you would want to be with a deaf person or a blind person. Satchel Patch got the nickname Mr. One-Up. And keeping track of the LOLs, yeah, I've got nothing. I'm the Kid McLovin, and now you're up to date on the Hideout. The Hideout with El Jefe and Jay Dugs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. The feeling's so wrong and right, man. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Three Tuesday night in for the vacationing Jim Rome. It is the hideout. Hefe, Doug, Satchel Patch, and the kid McLovin on 106.7 WJFK. Kid, much better job. You missed. I probably had about 27 LOLs in that last segment. I mean, I, about 42. I, I, I missed them all. And <laughs> you also missed the 17 pumpernickels, which is oh, now the, about the pumpernickels. Yeah, you forgot that you slide, signed the slave contract. And, uh, no, I tore that up already. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So there's a lot you missed. By the way, you wonder why we do the hideout minutes. And the hideout's like any club. You know, you got the cool guy president, Hefe. You got your two degenerate parliamentarians, Dubs and the Satchel Patch. And you got your nerdy virgin secretary. <laughs> and the kid is the one that keeps the notes and reminds us what we do and gets you caught up. And he always wears that slinky skirt and bends over. Yeah, just enough to see... Um, just see a little bit of cotton. Yeah, cotton, by the way, with Dub said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pal Talk Room, everybody hanging out over there. Good stuff. We're trying to figure out a way. we got a couple of things where we may be able to set it up so you get uh, an actual feed 
uh, just straight up no delay and also video too. That'd we, be awesome. We might have a way to make that happen. Uh, other than that, uh, coming down the home stretch, talked a lot uh, about uh, really on this All Star night because that's what mm-hmm. kicked it all off. It is the Major League All Star game. Uh, all stars when it comes to just the sports itself. All stars when it comes to sex. All stars when it comes to sex offenders. And that that also too kind of gets you caught up on where we are uh, here in this third hour. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. If at any point you would also like to get in, I know I teased it too and said we were going to play video games uh, or we're going to talk video games. And really quickly, I just got a quick question and then we'll get into our dumb jam poetry and what that's all about. And I had given up gaming, and I think I want to get back into it. No, don't do it. It's awesome. You got to. I kind of miss it. Like this last weekend, I was hanging out, and I, I'm, I'm so accomplished that I'm just like, I want You need some time just to turn your mind off. Yeah, I really. I need a nice, mindless activity. Video games are perfect for what that. Are you, what are you into? What kind of Nintendo? No, I mean, that's the question, though. I don't know what I should do. Do I step up? Do I go out and get the new Xbox 360, which apparently is going to come with, like, Netflix and all sorts of stuff? My Xbox 360 is pretty nice. You can actually rent uh, videos on it, and you basically just pay, like, three bucks. You rent a video, it downloads right to it, and then it deletes itself in, like, five days. And they got, like, a new Xbox 360 Pro that's going to have, like, all these gigs available. Mm -hmm. So there's that. There's always the PS3 that's out there. Yeah, but that, that's cool because it gets Blu-ray. And if you get good enough, you might can uh, make a living. Yeah, yeah, because we talked about that <laughs> last night. Do I go with a PSP and have a little handheld? I know, I know our buddy uh, Pedro Lima. He's totally given up on the 360 and goes all PSP now. Because he has one of those things where he can illegally download whatever game he wants right onto it. Whoa, really? Yeah. And then you can watch videos and stuff, too. Yeah, but you have to buy certain videos for the PSP. We, we can get Wi-Fi for the PSP, so it's like a, uh, your personal internet browser. But it's almost like a cell phone that you can play video games on. Uh, good do, you video remember, game. do you remember? What, what was that that came out? Uh, it wasn't a sidekick, but it was like kind of like... A, it, it was something where you could play video games. It was a cell phone. It was everything all in one, but it didn't take off. We were giving them away. It, but when uh, we were first out in D.C. Yeah, I, I completely... And they ran like 400 bucks. That's why they never took off. Right. I, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I just don't remember what it was. Well, the thing is, is like the only thing with the PSP, you can't get into the Maddens, the NCAA footballs. Yeah, you can, right? Or no? But you, you can. You can play it. But with the... It's it's hard, harder on that smaller screen. You know, th- those type of games are bigger on yeah, the big you, screen and stuff like that. The big screen for the sports games. Do I go completely, like, toward the Wii? No, because you want mindless, right? You don't want to be sitting there moving around. You want to just loaf, and then you can go out and run your dog later. Because that, that's what you got to expend your energy on right now is that puppy you have. No, you no. Don't, don't need to get tired playing video games. Or do I just do some computer gaming? Like, maybe mm, I, got, I, I got my computer, maybe I get a, you know, because I got... You can get a joystick and probably play it like usual. That right? little worm that eats the apples in the maze. Oregon Trail is what I'm really thinking about. Yeah. O- Odell Lake. No. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Oh, in the USA is Carmen San Diego. Oral Weaver Baseball. That's the computer guy. I used to play all the time. I used to play um, a golf game. What was it? It was uh, it was the Golden Bear. It was called, and it was uh, it was terrible. So I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. Or do I just not do it? 
Well, I, I say you do it, but, you know, get something that you already know there's going to be a few games out there that you like for that console and pick it that way. I love Do not get computer because everything's like coming out on that. Well, I, I love playing video games, but I haven't done it in three years. And, and before I actually came down here, I used to play nonstop NCAA football. Oh, yeah. I yeah. play Madden football. That was that, that, the, the NCAA football is what made yeah. me quit. Yeah. Like, because I, I lost I lost days. Yeah, I, you get bloodshot. I had a girlfriend break up with me for it because on her birthday, I was in the midst of a 14-hour eight-man NCAA tournament, and, and there was no time for And by the time I called her 2 o'clock in the morning, she was already out, and that was the end of that. It is a hideout. <laughs> 106.7 WJFK. Mr. One-Up over there. So, I don't know. I think I'm going to go PSP. Really? Those aren't, those aren't that bad. But the, the more I think about it, because I want something that I can, like, maybe if I'm laying in bed, because I don't have a TV in my bedroom anymore. And, I, and well, really, I was thinking, because I was playing Dr. Mario yesterday on, like, a game. Dr. Boy. Mario's awesome. Like an ass. And I'm like, if I had a PSP, man, I could just work it all yeah. right there. Why am I not asking the 26-year-old virgin what I should do? He probably knows the best out of anything. You a gamer now? Nah, I used to be. What I did, stopped. Why'd you stop? Because you got a job? I, have, I had a job. Oh, okay. Well, what would you, you do before this? Just worked in office jobs. Actually, I did like uh, what was it, three or four months at UPS. Really? Yeah, yeah. like loading or uh, that holiday. Oh, cool! I would, yeah, I would picture him just like uh, carting meat around in a in a in the back of a butcher's. You know, the quiet kid back there just just hanging slabs of beef, just really wow. enjoying. I see him working the counter at Blockbuster. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. So you, you were just regular office job, huh? I was yeah. a professional rapist. <laughs> <laughs> video um, games. Video games? Yeah, no, what, what what video games do you recommend? What were you into? I was into the sports games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all I do, yeah. too. Madden is all I do. The, the, base, the baseball game is good on the PSP. I will give it that. Uh, whatever the new you I'm know, always, MLB. My two favorite are the NBA Live, because I'm a Mavericks fan, and I always try to win there. And then NCAA football. I think Even the, though I hate college football, I prefer that video game to Madden. I think the NCAA football would be kind of tough to play with with the playbooks, you know, the selecting, the joystick control of the PSP. The only thing that I got into that wasn't sports was the whole Halo thing. I never got into Halo. I always got into Grand Theft Auto, but this well, one actually, lost yeah, me. I got into that one too. James Bond, the, the, the Halo type thing, the James Bond that came out on Nintendo 64. Yeah, GoldenEye. GoldenEye. GoldenEye is sweet. You can't top that. When yeah. we very first went, and when we left D.C. the first go-around and went to Orlando, <laughs> the very first thing that du- we were in, we were, they put us up in a hotel. The very first thing that Dubs and our ex-producer Chunks, they went out driving all over Orlando to Game Stops everywhere to find, find a it. 64 and GoldenEye. And it. just played it. Instead of prepping, get yep. us ready. Proximity Mines <laughs> in the archives. Proximity Mines and the Golden Gun. Yeah. I, I killed Chunks. You get pissed. I hate you guys. <laughs> I, I blame GoldenEye of why we failed. Uh, it is the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. <laughs> can't really disagree with you. I know, really can't. I plunked out of my freshman year of college due to Blitz 2001. I could beat anybody in my dorm room. <laughs> Nobody in my dorm room could hang with me on my PlayStation 2 and Blitz 2001. And everybody's coming back from class. I'm sitting there playing and stuff like that, playing the game. They'd come back and challenge me. Challenge me. I could beat anybody in my dormitory. They all went to class. I stayed and played Blitz 2001. I was out first semester. Me and the old producer over in um, at, uh, for Ron and Fez, Giant Brian, we bought a Nintendo and we would sit there and play uh, double dribble all yeah. day long. <laughs> double and, dribble, uh, wow. yeah, and, that'll uh, give you a, 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 a when you watch some flashing light and you pass out. What's that called? 
Uh, seizures. Yeah. yeah, epileptic seizures. Uh, me and uh, me and him were playing all day one day, and uh, and Ron came in. And he's like, "All right, so what do we got for the show?" And John Barnes <laughs> like, "Oh, well, we've played double dribble all day." <laughs> and Ron goes, "I know you're kidding right now." <laughs> that was but, a, uh, <laughs> up in the office. Yeah, because I believe is it CK? This is the junkie's office right now. Mm-hmm. But before the boys had come back from HFS, yeah, that w- we would share that with Ron and Fez up there. And it was just nothing but video games. Video and games and locking it to uh, run batches. Yeah, that <laughs> happened constantly. Uh, oh, man, that couch. I wonder if that couch is still up there. Uh, go low. Madonna? Uh, <laughs> it is the Hideout FA and Dubs 106.7 WJFK. All right, in for Jim Rome. This is something we usually do on Saturday nights, but we figured we'd give you a little <laughs> taste on this Tuesday night. Uh, dumb jam poetry. If you go back and you listen to any of the old podcasts... Well, Satchel Patch is the one that said, guys, here's what I'd really like to do on a show targeted toward men. Poetry. I think I think it would be really a lot of fun. And I'm like, all right, he's bringing an idea to the table. Let me hear it. But this is based on something that you and your boys would always do together, correct? Yeah, me and a buddy of mine, the killer, I mentioned him earlier. And uh, we would talk about, you know, he w- he would sleep with this hideous 250-pound beast. <laughs> and I would sleep with this... Toothless wonder, and, and and we couldn't, you know, it was, you know, we sat around and talked enough about how awful and stuff like this these girls were, but it, we we didn't know how to take it to that next level. And one day he sent me a poem titled "Oh What's Her Face," <laughs> and, and when I read "Oh What's Her Face," it was a poem about this 250 pound broad that he had slain, and I had tears. Running down my eyes, I was laughing so hard, and I said, "This is the funny." And he couldn't write poetry. I can't write poetry, but we would make up these stories about what was going on at the time and try to put it in poetry form, and they were knockout. Yeah, and it, it really. And so we did it. We've been doing it on Saturday nights. Yeah, our our way of doing it is basically we do this week in poetry, dumb poetry jam, where we bring up a, a issue from this week and then we put it into poetry form, just to kind of give you a push off point. Yeah, and so even too, if you uh, if you ever want, like uh, people even start calling in. I know sometimes they'll write their own poetry uh, on the I am or even in the pal talk room. Mm-hmm. So that's all available. All right, so dumb poetry jam. This is something that has happened to us from the week, but in poetry form. Giving you because we're in D.C. It's all about culture. It's all about art. It's all about men on the radio reading poetry to each other. Uh, uh, it is the hideout. One hundred six point seven WJFK. All right. Maybe I'll go first. You want to? Yeah, I don't mind going first. There's something that happened to me uh, since the show on Saturday. All right, give us the uh, title. We do the title, we set the rhythm, and then we read it. All right? Here we go. This one is called Set Free. (laughs) So this is what they mean by laying the pipe. Never before had I had a gripe. I think they were just kind or maybe even bashful. It's never a mark that I never had a handful. But now that I've lost 21 pounds, my ability to perform has been solid and sound. And all this time, I thought my manhood was lame and silly. <laughs> Who knew all it took was losing weight to free my Mexican willy? You feel a little more spring in your step now? Let me say this, and i got to be careful how I talk about mm-hmm. it, right? I, uh, I had a previous poem... Uh, here that I was having trouble because I'm losing weight and using some medicine and one of the side effects is it kind of takes your your sex drive away from you. Yeah. But um, you know I got going 
And never before, and I'll be careful how I term this, never before had I ever thought I would be a guy worthy of being in pornography. Yeah. Because I just was not equipped. Turns out I am. Like, you're, you're, you've gone from worst to first that, that quickly. You think you're porn ready. Impressive. I'm just not going to, like, and I looked in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, give yourself you. a hand. Yeah. Give yourself on the back. It was really genuinely impressive. And I'm like, man, I, just imagine when I finally lose, like, the, 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 the another 34 pounds that I'm looking to lose. That's kind of like when you find yourself in the bathroom talking to yourself, you know, attaboy, giving yourself a pep talk. I know you could do that. Yeah, so anyway, that's uh, that's me. It's very, very, okay, now people are, this is my chicks in the pal talk room, and they're like, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and then my chick puts up this, I've never seen this smiley face with X's over the mouth. What does that mean? Does that mean you're dying from it? What I got? All right, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> um, so that's my that's my weekend review, kind of since last Saturday. Who's up next? Uh, I, I can go. You want to go? You or it, uh, I can go. All right, let's go with the dubs over there. This one's called sixty square feet. All right, hold on a second. Now they're saying I'm too hairy for porn on the pal talk. That is true. By the way, did I tell you my other goal really quickly? What's that? When I get under two hundred pounds, I'm gonna shave my entire body, wax it. Yeah, this swimmer. I'm gonna be. Clean like a baby. Uh, like a, it's going to be a rebirth of sorts. <laughs> uh, right, what was the title of your poem? 60 square feet. <laughs> Me and my dog, that's where we sleep. In a room, that's 60 square feet. With little AC, <laughs> it's hard to beat the heat in a room that is 60 square feet. A mixture of vomit and other body, bodily fluids oh. in the stuffy room that smells like <sighs> diarrhea and feet. In a room that is 60 square feet. Yeah, my dog got sick a lot this week. Good, Stein? No. So my my room was just stenched of her her sick, and then some, and then some of my um, I don't know uh, uh, um, byproduct. <laughs> And so that's we. Is it really only sixty square feet? I don't know. It, it, it seems like it, it seems like that would be a fair assumption of how big my room is. I don't know. Uh, they living better in Guantanamo than you are right now. Probably. Is it, what did you? You don't have a yard apparently. No. All right. Do you have a mailbox? No. Do you have a tree? Yes. Do you get a piece of rope tied around your dog's neck? <laughs> no. Tie it to the tree. If if he was willing to do that, he'd still be living yeah. with me. He, he he is more willing to Waller and Rhea yes. than take his dog outside. Yes. Uh, Rhea, well, she doesn't I, work here anymore. I take I take my dog outside. She just got sick one day. Mm. Uh, Ebola? No. Too bad. <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, you want to satchel patch dumb jam poetry here on a Tuesday night in for Jim Rome, 106.7 WJFK. It's the hideout. Uh, you want to do yours yeah, we can or do you want to do mine. the kid? We can do mine. Mine's similar to yours. I, I'm setting new records for myself as well. All right. All right, mine is titled, Will You Hurry Up? There's a T-cell count. <laughs> is that yeah, your actually, record? T-cell count? Yeah. Will, right. you, will you hurry up? <laughs> she looks at me as if I were a child. Like Michael Jackson would look at the kid, yet not so mild. She's very demanding and stern. The hot wax on my nipples is starting to burn. It started out great. I was having a blast. 
It took a turn for the worse. My limit half passed. How long does she want this to take place? I've lost my edge. I thought this was a race. She wants more and more. She's so demanding. I have no control. I'm no longer commanding. I've had my pleasure, yet she still begs for more. I can't continue much longer. She's not even bored. I thought that girls were supposed to fake it when they were tired. Not this one. She's too determined. She's gone haywire. I feel like a bitch for these thoughts in my head. I'm going to have to do the laundry now before I go to bed. She screams, bites, and scratches down my spine. Why are we still doing this? I beat her to the finish line. Please stop. Don't make me beg. I feel like a dog is abusing my leg. <laughs> After all this time, now she's finally starting to run out of gas. I thought she'd never quit. Almost five minutes has passed. She lay there exhausted. Not a word was spoken. As I looked at the clock, five minutes and 17 seconds. Another satchel patch record was broken. Uh, so you, um, sex is already becoming boring with your new chick of six months. You know, it, it kind of, it'll pop into my head or something like that. And I'll be like, what is wrong with me? Why am I doing this? And, and we were like, you know, on the beach the other day. And, and I, we, we got busy in the morning. And, and then in the afternoon and then at night, she still wants it. And I'm like, stop, you know. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> you know, I can't do this. All right, all right, I got you. <laughs> no longer commanding. I got you. Uh, that's a problem when you're with a Latin chick. You know, as, a, as Hefe, let me just tell you, that's a real problem. And that's what, what I always wanted. That's, you know, every guy. This is what I want. This is what I want. And now mm -hmm. here I am. No, no, no. It, a, that's what you want at first. Yeah. And after a while, I, I, I've been known to uh, fake completion. Yeah. Give me five minutes and done. I'm, you know, I'm finished. All right. <laughs> it is the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. All right. So, so far we've talked about sex, um, dog, um, sex. So now let's see what the kid is bringing to the table in dumb poetry jam on a Tuesday night. My poem is entitled "Giving a Speech." <laughs> I am not a good public speaker. There is really nothing that makes me feel weaker. When my broadcast school asked, I almost told them I would pass. I decided to give it a shot. Doing this really took a lot. In the end, it went okay. Doing it again—that is for another day. <laughs> Alright, what happened, kid? My uh, my broadcast school asked me to speak at their graduation. <laughs> you know they're running a bet. Well, you see, speaking, at, you're, you're a public speaker now at graduation. Yes, I apparently so. What did you talk about? When did you graduate from broadcasting school? Uh, when did I graduate? Uh, a few months back. That's what he just asked you. Yeah, you had to think about it. But a few months back? Yeah. Okay, how'd it go? Uh, broadcast school or the speech? Yeah, broadcast school. It went good. You liked it, good. and it got you the gig where we are now. Right, right. So good. Right. Um, how'd the speech go? Uh, it was a train wreck. Train wreck. Train wreck. How bad? Like, did they make you get up and stand in front? And they say, and now our beanie, our beacon of hope. <laughs> you, can, you can be this much. guy one day. Yes, they one said day that. you can be they the kid be. McLovin. Yes. And do you have your speech? I don't have it with me now. Can you remember any of it? Not really, no. What are some of the thoughts that were going through your head? I I know. Wait a second. If I know the kid, you typed it out on that laptop in front of you, didn't you? No, I did not. Do I, not lie. Look at me. Do not lie to I me, I did kid. not type it out on this laptop. I typed it out on my home computer. Saturday night, I want you to give a speech here in the hideout. I want you to... Is the I, same I, speech? Yeah, I want him to give the exact same speech that you... How long was the speech? Three minutes, top. <laughs> 
Did you just blow through it, just reading as fast yeah, as you can? Much. Oh pretty God! Much. I heard there was actually a, a different uh, take on his speech and some of the thoughts he was thinking about going into this thing. All right. Does this mean a counter poem? I, I think I have the true poem of, of the kid's feelings. Oh, okay. What's it called? This is titled "My Triumphant Return." You may not believe this, but there was a time when I was meek. When I was around people, I couldn't even speak. No longer people, for I am what dreams are made of. My future has taken flight like a dove. I stand like a statue for others to admire. Look at me. I have the life others desire. I am needed. I will humbly teach others the way. I shall speak, and they will all remember this day. My talents are the reason for my fast-track success. Pay attention to me. Don't study the test. My words alone should carry you through. Remember, there was a day when I was just like you. Listen up, people. Stop shooting spitballs. If you don't listen to me, your careers will fall. Pay attention. I've been asked by the pillars of this school to teach, to speak, and inspire you, fool. Look at me and what I've done. I'm an unstoppable force, a movement of one. Point and laugh. Bad thoughts you have spurned. None of you will ruin my triumphant return. Bow down and kiss my feet, or your asses I will kick to the street. I am better than you, you no-talent hacks. Shame on you. You're not going to ride my back. Be amazed at my skill and what I have done. I am Twink, the Kid McLovin. That's right. I am the one. You managed to one-up his poem. I talked, to, I talked to a couple of people that were there, and they said he was walking around with this huge ego. Was he? You know, that he's got the big head, and he's like, yeah, people. Now you know he's lying. You, you know? No, honestly. that's. I, I, heard, I talked to some people that were there, because right. I, I, I know that uh, the, the school director out there, and, you know, he was like, you know, you've done well for yourself and stuff like that in the short time that you've graduated from the school. That's why they asked you, correct? Right. And, and the, some of the people there said he had this ego that, you know, some of the, <laughs> the more talented people in this class. They would just whip it out yeah. to some of the girls there and <laughs> they say, would, hey, they would touch ask, it. They would ask him questions. And he would kind of brush them off like he was better than them, you know? Like, you know, I don't have time for you. That's the way you got to act, though. If you're ever going to get any poon, that's the way you got to roll. Exactly. You got to exactly. act like you got some cajones. Uh, Dubs, I know that your alma mater has also invited you to speak, correct? They, they've invited me a few times, and I always say, oh, yeah, I'll do it, and I never do. Specs Howard School <laughs> of Broadcasting. Mm. Here's our shining beacon, Jay Dubs. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, you know, Texas Tech refuses to acknowledge me, too. Did you go to college, Satchel Pedge? Yeah, flunked out, did a blitz 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Quick break, we'll come back on the other side. It is the Hideout Hefe and Dubs wrapping it up on a Tuesday night, 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout. The Hideout with El Hefe and J Dubs. It's bad radio. The Hideout. The Hideout. You guys feel you have to be so negative. Hang up on the horn. Next caller. Negative. You shut the hell up, sir. Get in a car accident right now. Look at you. You already got the lung cancer. You beast. Negative. And the face fits kick it. Negative. We're done with you and your show sucks. Beat it. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Such a negative influence. Final few minutes here in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK, filling in for Jim Rome. Having fun on this Tuesday night. Last night we had to get our sea legs for whatever reason, but I think we're much more into the hideout. It was odd, you know. Saturday I felt was a really, really good show, and then Monday kind of felt 
a little bit off for some reason. It was surreal. Reason. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it was just kind of a surreal situation. But tonight it feels a lot more like we're hanging out and having a good time like we normally would. Uh, 800-636-1067 if at any point. You, want, you know what it was? It was all the game shows yesterday. It still infuriates me what's... What's popular? Yeah, what's hey. popular. I don't know why that... I don't know why that irks me so much. You ever just kind of look around and you're just disappointed? <laughs> Constantly. I don't want to end on a sour note, but I know you and your 60 feet, square feet or whatever. Mm-hmm. We just look around and you see what's popular and what's happening. It's like, am I on the same earth as you? We really, we, sh- we have to share the same air? There are very few people that I see around, you know, that I'm like, oh, okay, I understand why he or it is successful. You know, I, I, I rarely understand that. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I look at the kid and I'm like, why is he getting to give speeches? <laughs> hate him. <laughs> I've never been asked to give a speech. Have you? I wish you wouldn't talk on this show. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually, I have. Yeah, you had to make one over at uh, the community college. Really? Did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did, actually. On what? Yeah. successes? No, just on radio. Your triumphant return? Yeah, just talk about radio programming and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah. All right, you know what? Speaking of the negativity, we encourage people to go through... <laughs> To go through on our on wjfk.com mm-hmm. and like uh, and post evil things. Yeah, we, be negative. Yeah, we started that Saturday night because people were going through there and they were talking so much crap about Tony Snow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just it was really kind of disgusting and it was mean. It was rude. It was, there was no call for it. And we're just like you know he was a decent guy. We're gonna talk some trash. Talk some trash about us. So here are the few comments that I'm about to approve. I have approved everything. I don't know if something, maybe someone else deleted something, but I've approved everything that went mm-hmm. through. Here are a couple things in reference to the hideout. Um, this show sucks. These losers don't know radio. Where's the dramatic pause? <laughs> uh, sellouts. That's what it's titled. Ah. They've peaked and have nothing more to give. <laughs> I That's could not true. agree with you more. Jesus. Uh, here's one. Oh, man, you know what? I don't think I can approve that. I want to approve that one, but that's cursing. I told you no cursing. Yeah, keep it, keep it from not cursing. Can you say it without cursing? Uh, well, yeah, I will, but what a blank. Satchel Patch is a wanker. <laughs> he needs to go back to the trailer park in which he was born. Uh, here's a stupid one. Uh, this is the greatest show. Trailer parks the- are affordable living. <laughs> this is the greatest show <laughs> in the history. Hefe should pose nude. So, you know, these are some of these that are out there. I just threw up a little in my mouth. Here's one. Finally. Oh, here's titled. Thank you for taking the heat off of Tony Snow. Finally, good Americans willing to be patriotic and take the online hate away from Mr. Snow. God bless you. Hideout WJFK page. Signed, Sinbad. So (laughs) those are the ones that are out there now. Uh, If you want to go through and post some hate. If you want to post some love, whatever. But... Hey, do you think we're a more negative world than we are now? Than we were like when oh, you and I doubt. when you and I left DC the first go round, we went to Orlando, the biggest biggest mistake of our life. Do you think the world is meaner 
from when we left in April 2005 to where we stand right now in 2008? Without a doubt, because the news and the media have given these uh, message boards actual legitimacy by, you know, it, it, you know, some 14-year-old kid can go post something on a, on a message board anonymously without giving any credentials, and the news sometimes will pick that up and give it as a quote on the story. What's funny is that sometimes even managers will look, yeah, and they'll be like, "Wow, look often, all, look at all this hate that's spewed out about these. Maybe we shouldn't go with these." When really it's four people posting over and over and over again. Probably someone who is up for the job and really is uh, uh, pissed off about not being up for it anymore. All right, let me ask you this: because earlier we were talking about the internet and how you know you got eighty-three-year-old people trying to get together with Taco Bell people, retarded mm-hmm. people, and having sex. Is it now time to regulate this Internet? No. We have reached... The, by the way, did you hear we're about to reach the end of the Internet, too? Like, genuinely? How so? They're about to run out of IP addresses. And they're scrambling to figure out a way to move to, like, this new version, like, IP. Why, why can't they just add another digit? This is like the Y2K so that's, deal. That's kind of what they're... They, they're looking to move to something else that would open up, like, another billion. But we're... As far as, like, the current standard is now... We're just about to run out of internet real estate. What's our uh, ETA of, of deadline? Um, I, I, I got it around here somewhere. It's pretty soon, though. Like, it's like not in a year? year? Like within a year or two. Uh, but they, they seem pretty confident that they're going to move on to this new IPv6. Well, it's, just, it's just like 1999 to 2000. You know, Y2K is going to ruin everything. Well, I think the internet's going to crash. You just wouldn't have the opportunity to... I guess create anything new. But I I think the Internet kind of still serves its purpose for, like, these 83-year-old guys. And and people that want to act out these fantasies, there is a place where you can do that online and almost... Uh, Do it uh, on the radio. Well, no, you can tame tame that urge that you would actually go out and do it. Like, sometimes, you know, think late late night, I need to call this girl, I need to do something like that. Pop Mm -hmm. on the Internet. Batch and boom, it's bedtime. You don't have that Batch urge to go out and do that. <laughs> hey, do you do you think that the Internet's like the last real place for freedom of speech? And if it is, is that kind of scary what freedom of speech genuinely offers when you have the anonymous factor? Or yeah, the anonymous even... factor really makes it dangerous. That's why I part. think there, I think there's accountability when you have a face and a, an actual name with it. Because you know a lot of people wouldn't even say that same stuff to no. your face. No, no. I know, I don't want to, you know, take this away from WJFK, but right now you're doing another job where you're taking someone else's position and people are calling up with venom. But I guarantee those people would come up and, you know, say, hey, man, you know, good to meet you. They might not say I love the show or anything like that. Some of them would, though. Right. Uh, but they would never yell like they are in the phone uh, when they call up now. Yeah, just as a quick inside aside, I uh, I do an AM talk show and I just replaced Neil Bortz. And I'm doing three hours. And People can't be happy with that. These, not, these old blue hairs. No, they're, they're not. They're really they're not, not at all. They're angry. Well, and really, in all actuality, you've got like 12 hateful uh, uh, voicemails, which isn't a lot when well, you're pulling off a show. Well, even it was kind of funny, too, like when we had a couple of prank callers yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, you have no idea how much hate I have gotten. Your little silly old prank call, what what is that going to do? How are you going to make me cry? Mm-hmm. Maybe early on when we very first started the hideout. No, you can be as hateful as you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's why we encourage the hate. Just If you're going to do anything, just talk about us. You know, make sure you let people know that you're, uh, you know, you either hate or you love the hideout. But that's kind of the point, though. You know what I mean? 
where it's now because of all of the like the anonymousness, and that's part of what we try to encourage here in the high now. That's why we want you to use an alias. That's where we go Hefe, Dubs, Satchel Patch, and uh, the kid Twink McLovin. That's kind of the whole point of it. We're doing it here. But if the internet really is that, like where freedom of speech lives, mm-hmm. do we really deserve freedom of speech? <laughs> when you think about what's going on, have we earned that? Probably not. I don't think so. It just goes to show. Overall, if you learn anything from the hideout, and Jim Rome will be back, and he'll you know he'll teach you his stuff. But I just want to know if you learn anything from the hideout here these couple of days when you hang out on Saturday night, know that humanity is worthless, and just live with that. You can't change it. It's all every the vast majority of people want to be used, and they're worthless. And as long as you kind of realize I'm not going to do anything to solve that, I but think you'll sleep better at night. You uh, uh, use the people who want to be abused. You find you seek the people who want to be abused, the people who want to be used. McLovin. It depends on who you are. If that's what, what your mo is, then my goodness, I mean, you got billions of people yeah. out there that are just waiting to be taken advantage control. of. Control. It's all about control. It is. Maintain control. Keep your life in check, and that goes with everything in your life. First and foremost, your woman, because that's the first oh, thing that will get out of life. we get back there. Jesus, you got an agenda. <laughs> I don't know what, but my goodness. Um, all right, so that's going to do it here for this Tuesday night. I had a very good time with you guys. Remember, we air every Saturday night yep. where it all started from 6 to 9. Uh, on 106.7 WJFK, I want to thank CK for letting us hang out. Thank Michael Mara and uh, man Michael Hughes. Michael Hughes, big on Dukes, the boys, the junkies, they're doing a fantastic job. Thank you, Jim Rome, for letting us hold down your spot for a couple of nights this week. And uh, who knows, it may happen again here in the future. Love line is next. Love line's coming up, and want to remind you. WJFK.com. You can go and you can get our podcast if you're just now rediscovering the show. Mm. In addition to that, we got that pal talk room, and hopefully on Saturday night we can have a whole suite set up so you can actually watch everything that's going on inside our own personal little hideout. There's a link on WJFK.com on the hideout page to one of the fan boards, hideoutheretics.net, which has everything, everything you could ever want related to the hideout. Old Saturday night DC shows, old late night DC shows, everything we did in Orlando, stuff we've done in New York, and XM, even the AM talk stuff that we do. It's all there, thanks to Nameless on hideoutheretics.net. Uh, coming back, want to let you know, stick around for the very final Kid McLovin news update. Don't mm-hmm. miss out on those final minutes. Uh, it's the people holding it down uh, back in Fairfax. Any other final words? Such a patch. No, I enjoyed it, man. This was a good time filling in. I, I like this slot. Yeah, it's very it's comfortable. Uh, the kid, you're going to do your minutes. No big deal. Dubs, anything for you? <laughs> 5,000. All right, 5,000. We'll see you coming up on Saturday night. 5,000. It is the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Way out, bitch. 5,000. Final kid, McLovin minutes. Hang tight for him. 20 seconds.
Everybody's magging my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick them to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick them to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. I, 5,000. It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin. In this hour of the Hideout, we had another edition of Lame Dumb Poetry Jam. Hefe talked about how losing weight has helped him. Dubs told us about his sick dog. Satchel Patch told us about not wanting to be with his girlfriend. I talked about giving a speech. I kept track of all the funny stuff Hefe and J-Dub said this hour, and I still got nothing. Now I'm the Kid McLovin, and now you're up to date on the Hideout. I'm funny. 